phones are open. If you want to join us here, we do this thing all seven nights a week. Well, kind of. Things have changed a little bit in the last two weeks. There is something fresh on the air on our internet feeds and our podcast feed. The main one, all seven nights per week. On broadcast radio, all seven nights per week. But a few of the shows aren't live, so I guess that's one of the, the big changes that has happened within the last two weeks. We've expanded our uh, Free Talk Live into a network of shows. A family, if you will. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Uh, that brings some uh, some more voices into the mix, including uh, Ernest Hancock, longtime friend of the show. His own show, Declare Your Independence, has been on for 15-plus years, long I think. Time. Long time. Mm-hmm. He's on Monday nights. Uh, and then we got a couple guys that uh, do a podcast called Good Morning Liberty. They are doing Liberty at Night on Tuesday nights. And uh, Nate and Charlie, they're really good. They've been doing their own daily podcast, Libertarian podcast, for more than four years now at mm-hmm. this point. And uh, and then Mark, our uh, longtime co-host, is heading up a podcast or heading heading up a show on Friday nights with his old boss from the comic book store. Henry Reigns, nice. and uh, Henry's more of a kind of progressive-leaning kind of guy, so uh, they don't agree on everything on that show. So that's uh, they haven't figured out what to call it. It was first it was Edgington Post, and then last night it was Reigns and Edge, and then in like the third hour it was Edge and Reigns, and so they're, they're st- I think they're still trying to work that one out. Uh, just call it the Edge of Your Seat. Because the name will change every time. Yeah, that's not bad. Edge of the Reigns. I don't know. Um, in with you tonight, live in our Keen Studio, it's Ian. Peakless Mountaineer. And the Reverend Captain Kickass. Well, as always, there's a lot in the news to discuss. And uh, Captain Kickass, you have a couple of hot stories that I think are going to really upset some people out there. In fact, probably a lot of people. Well, particularly Bordertarians. What's a Bordertarian? Oh, those are uh, propo- um, self ascribed libertarians who mm-hmm. support closed borders. Yeah. That's not me, by the way. That's not me, Basically, the libertarians who have given up on the possibility of ever reducing the welfare state, and instead of that, they've decided, you know, we'll just accomplish a libertarian goal through authoritarian means. And what is the libertarian goal that they're trying to accomplish? Oh, uh, well, a big part of it is uh, uh, the concern that uh, more... More and more uh, immigrants will vote for Democrats, who are currently the more authoritarian of the two parties, uh, and that they will vote for greater and greater welfare programs for themselves. And, of course, it's the old, you know, oh, they're going to come over and get on welfare and Mm -hmm. take a bunch of money from the system and, Mm -hmm. you know, all that kind of thing. Which, if you actually talk to people who know immigrants, you know that's (laughs) not really the case. Uh, Jay Noon, our Thursday night co-host, used to work with a bunch of migrants out in Colorado, uh, where you're from, actually, Mm -hmm. uh, Peakless. And uh, he was working on a farm. You know, almost everyone else he worked with was from, you know, Mexico, Guatemala, et cetera. And he said these are some of the hardest working people he's oh, yeah. ever come across. Yeah. And the most, like, family-oriented and they're not on welfare. Yeah. And then there's also the arguments that they try to make that uh, somehow uh, the states, uh, the United States of America in this case, uh, owns the United States of America and therefore – Migration is a violation of property rights. Right. They they like to analogize it to, you're just letting people into your home, yeah. even though it's completely it, different. It's well, a, yeah. and, and this is somewhat inevitable. If you if you'd think that property can, can come from any other source than mixing your labor with nature. Hmm. And, and the fundamental belief here is that nature itself can be owned. 
And if you believe that nature can be owned, then all of this makes sense. But so does taxation. So does every authoritarian program. So does the military industrial complex empire. All of that makes plenty of sense if nature can be owned. Because then it's, oh, well, you were born on my property, and if you want to stay on my property, then you have to do what I tell you to. And if that was legitimate, that would kind of make sense. Except that property doesn't come from just the ability to defend it. And that really is what most people tend to think of as like, well, if you can't defend it, it's not really yours. Hmm. And since the United States federal government is defending this massive geographical area, therefore they have a rightful claim to it and can say what happens to Even it. Even though they stole it from, you know, other people. The Indians, yeah. right. Uh, well, they couldn't defend it, uh, so they uh, obviously didn't have a rightful claim to it. Oh, oh, oh so then, uh, you know, playing devil's advocate, so then... Uh, uh, you know, just uh, straight up invasion is okay. Right? Yeah. If if somebody oh, yeah. is unable to defend well, from your prowess. Well, and if you look into the legal system, that's actually the fundamental basis of it is, well, we yeah. conquered it. And since we conquered it, here's how uh, it works. There we go. We're back to the conquering part. Oh, yeah, yeah. absolutely. And And fundamentally, all property law comes from conquest. If you dig into the like original case law in America, all of it comes down to conquest. And since we conquered it, we cannot acknowledge that the natives owned it. Well, apparently uh, New York City has had its fill of migrants. Really? It is. I mean, because New York City has sort of been the long the beacon for migrants, right? They literally have the Statue of Liberty in the harbor there. <laughs> give us your tired, your yeah. poor, and your weak. Yeah, no. Yeah, give us your uh, only officially ascribed uh, who have passed the citizenship test, uh, you know, who are moderately wealthy enough to yeah. actually pay to fill out all the paperwork and for the attorneys involved uh, to make them into some sort of an official uh, citizen. Yeah, yeah, they maybe really they ought to change. Maybe they should change the plaque. All filled up on downtrodden. Thanks. Right. Yeah, they really ought to just send it back to France at this point. I mean, it is definitely not <laughs> yeah, a li- a beacon of liberty for f- free migration, which is what the poetry on the actual plaque that you're referring to, uh, this uh, Statue of Liberty, is all about. The United States of America, where liberty is a statue. Mm. <laughs> Frozen in time, and that's it. That's all. That's all that it is. It's nothing more. There just, was a time, just maybe, a statue in the past. At least they tell us. Well, but I thought they hated us for our freedom. The the statue? No, they hate us for our statue. Apparently. Oh, there it is. Yeah, I, mm. You know, yeah. I, well, the the mythology is still out there. It's still very very strong around the world that. America, the United States, Propaganda. is this free place. It's a free and country. People who can get there will have great opportunities. And I'm not saying that it isn't more free than a lot of places. It is, at least according to various different metrics and sure. you know economic world freedom indexes and things there like that. There are places that are much freer. But it is not the most free in the world. But there's the, the mythology is pervasive. I remember years ago when we had a gentleman call from Cameroon, Africa, mm-hmm. and he was fully under the belief that if he could just you know get to the United States, everything would be better. And again, maybe a lot would be better. But you don't have the freedom to just start your own business nope. these days like you might have had in the past yeah. at some point. And we do know that a lot of immigrants, uh, when left to their own devices, are actually very entrepreneurial people. They're more likely to be entrepreneurial 
than yeah. the average American oh, yeah. born, native born person. Is. I had uh, a friend of mine uh, ran a landscaping company out in uh, the Washington state area. And uh, if you wanted like, you know, if he gave you a bid and they're like, ah, you know, that's about double what I was thinking. He was like, mm-hmm. well, look, I can do the work for, for less, uh, but it's going to involve uh, an entire team of undocumented people. He would just tell somebody that? Yeah. yeah. Wow. And then lower their price. And they'd be like, sure. And then these guys would come in and like do the best done. job that yeah. you've ever seen, I work harder it. than mm-hmm. anybody else you've ever seen, uh, and and be done like under yeah. budget and under, t- under you know, time. in time. Yeah. yeah, all that kind of thing. And then I also, at one point in my life, I worked for a medical products manufacturing company. And this is sort of a factory environment. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was, uh, you know, my white privilege gained me supervisory title. Okay. But all of my employees were of some sort of uh, an Asian descent, Vietnamese, hmm. Korean, uh, that, that type of a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, n- none of them spoke English. They had one girl. She was like the youngest of them all who could translate okay. for everybody. And so we did that. Um, and I got to tell you, man, there were times when like somebody had to take, you know, several weeks off for a family thing and we had to get a temp to fill their shoes or whatever. Nowhere near the yeah. quality, quantity or effort of work mm-hmm. than the this this team of migrants. And like some of them, me and uh, one of the other supervisors noted that he and I were driving these like beat up rust buckets and, you know, we're supervisors. So we're supposedly making more money than, yeah. than the people working the line or whatever. And they're all driving like way nicer, newer cars than we were. Is that because they're all living together? That's in the because same they're house? all living together and they're all <laughs> sharing a car because several of them uh, okay. work at the same place or next door to each other or they work the same shift. Right. And so they can carpool with that one nice new car. Makes so, sense. Yeah. But it, like this was a learning experience for me. And I was like, I don't know, 19, 20 at the time. So I was, mm-hmm. you know, maybe 21. So I was pretty young at the time. So this is, you know, a couple of decades ago for sure. Um, but still, I have not bumped into a harder working uh, group of people than migrants. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing how long uh, reputation can last because, I mean, uh, Russia hasn't been communist in quite some time, but mm-hmm. s- people still think of the USSR when they think of Russia. This is true. I mean, you still have people like uh, Sarah who are just absolutely convinced that deep down they are actually communist, all evidence to the contrary, and they will continue to be convinced of this because <laughs> that's how powerful reputations are. I mean, America has this reputation for being free. Uh, mm-hmm. the people have, have allowed uh, the, the world to be uh dominated by our currency because once upon a time we were actually kind of good with our money but that certainly hasn't been true since at least like the 80s and that's why people are finally coming around oh maybe we shouldn't rely on the dollar mm-hmm. i mean france has this uh uh oh those french cowards they don't think of the fact that actually they have the third highest number of nukes of any country mm. like that's just not the kind of thing that people think of because reputation has a staying power so our reputation for freedom, in spite of, well, in spite of what happened in 2020, it hit us just like everyone else. In spite of our, our tremendously authoritarian movements, we still have this this reputation and people have this belief that it is a free country. Right. And there's also the false reputation, which is based on propaganda about the immigrants, the right. other, yeah. they're dangerous. They're coming for our jerks. They're going to take your jobs. Mm-hmm. They're going to murder your children. They're going to eat your dogs. They're go- right. There's just so mm-hmm. much negativity that's out there to make them 
the current bad guy, it's right? It's demonization. Like, yeah, it's demonization, mm-hmm. kind of like the Japs or the, you know, you fill in the blank of yep. the enemy of the moment, the terrorists. The immigrants are one of those, quote-unquote, enemies that the government people want you to look at as somehow different than yourself. Right. Even though they have the same values that a lot of people do, they just want to take care of their family. You know, they want to get the bills paid. They want to help their uh, their friends and their their loved ones. And they're right? willing to work really hard for it. Yeah, <laughs> and and it's a it's a real loss for the conservatives because big time the, the Hispanic immigrants could be an extraordinary wave of conservatism because they are very very Catholic. They yeah. have they have very classical gender roles. I mean, it is literally in their language. And if you right. start trying to eradicate their their linguistic differences yeah, between like oh they 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 go nuts if you start calling them latinx or latinx or whatever <laughs> right. like you will see you will see all of the blood drain from their face and get a hard stare from that one because they maintain conservative gender roles it's yeah. a big part of like no no it they doesn't do make not accept they do not expect from little boys what they expect from little girls why the conservatives have turned these people into their whipping boy i i don't understand because you're absolutely right if the conservatives wanted to actually guarantee Every election went to them. They would embrace yeah. the migrants. Mm-hmm. And- I, I I think that that uh, that that is based likely in racism. Well, I think is part it? of it is. I, I think I part think of it, it is. is racism. I don't know for a fact. I, I think I'm just saying, I a think really part big of it part of it is also the drug war. Because mm, I mean, right. and again, this is that reputation thing where even if a thing is no longer true and hasn't been true for a long period of time, right. it still maintains but that all the drugs come from Mexico. Piclis. Exactly, all of the drugs I, are coming over yeah. the border from Mexico. All of that marijuana is yeah. coming from mm. Mexico, and it's like, no, the marijuana does not come from Mexico. A lot it of it now is coming from the U.S. Time. Yeah. Right, it hasn't for quite some time, but that reputation mm-hmm. of well, they're just a and bunch no. of drug mules, and that's yeah. where all of this. And yeah, when it comes to demonization, it's much easier for uh, a, an organization like a government to demonize a people with a distinct visual difference from mm-hmm. you. Yeah. yeah, and so if that's who their you know their target you know market is, if you will, to to propagandize with this demonization stuff it's much easier for them to go look at the brown people Mm -hmm. and how evil they are if they want white people to be afraid of them well and what amazes me is how much how much like out and out racism you find from the left i mean they see it Mm -hmm. they see them as just as different but in a different way oh they need help those poor brown people they couldn't possibly live up to our white people standards Mm -hmm. we have to use our power and our privilege to help these poor little children we must stoop down to their level and and lift them up just a bit yeah which is, I mean, just abominable racism, mm-hmm. yeah, and they are open with it. Mm-hmm. They're out and out. Yes, the, of course we need to help. They can't possibly help themselves. Yeah. yeah, they're not capable of working hard and building things and making their own decisions. Meanwhile, these people don't have a single callus on their body at right. any point, yeah. right? Yeah. Right. So, uh, so anyway, apparently New York City uh, has had enough. New York City? <laughs> New York City. That's right. <laughs> New York City. Uh, This from Reuters, New York to distribute flyers telling migrants at U.S.-Mexico border to consider another city. Hmm. Well, like (sighs) a little presumptive that they're going to go all the way to New York City from there, but some do. Uh, well, I mean, it's a long trip. Well, I think I think that uh, a big part of what people will look for if they're if they're going to move in is where can I get the the biggest bang for my buck? Where can I have the most uh, assistance? Where can I? Uh, I mean, 
if I was Spanish speaking, I wouldn't move to New York because you're not going to find that many Spanish speakers. There's a lot of Spanish in New York. Oh, yeah. It's an international city. I mean, there's all kinds of languages there. Yeah. Uh, but uh, a lot of Puerto Ricans uh, there. Mm. Yeah, and yeah, a whole. But I mean, it's a diverse all city. over. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, New York City will distribute flyers at the U.S.-Mexico border, telling newly arrived migrants to consider another city, and will limit shelter stays for adult asylum seekers to sixty days, as the city's Democratic mayor says. It's straining to house them. Well, who could possibly need asylum for more than two months? <laughs> I mean, wars don't last that long, do they? But uh, yeah, I think it has more to do with the uh, process in the United States and how long that it might take for you to even get a hearing uh, on your oh, yeah. asylum request. Yeah. yeah. Or that you need one at all. Well, and, well, right. Well, and I think a big part of this is that uh, New York is just going down the tubes economically. Mm-hmm. I mean, its whole claim to fame was that everyone needed to be there for all of this business, but well, business has largely moved to Zoom calls at this point. Right, so. and so what we're witnessing, of course, is the decentralization of these monolithic structures, and the most monolithic structure I can think of is a big city. Yeah. Right? Skyscrapers, mm-hmm. right? You think of the classic Twin Towers, you know, New York City skyline, Chicago, L.A., these types of places uh, are finding out real quick that decentralization is the way of the future, mm-hmm. and these cities are going to pay the price. Mm-hmm. Well, they already are seeing tremendous discounts on a commercial property that's yeah. being sold. Now, it wasn't New York City, but there was, I think Baltimore was in the news this week mm. for mega towers in Baltimore selling for like 65% of what they sold for the last time that they sold. Right. So yeah. a huge slash in <laughs> yeah. the cost, the oh, price of these. Oh, you ain't seen nothing oh, yet. I know. I know. It's just getting started. Yeah. And, and that's a really big part of it is that a huge part of what made, uh, made past tense, New York so wealthy was all of this commercial real estate that right. was just out of this tremendous premium because- Everybody were, wanted to be there. Right. Everyone wanted to be there. You were right next to Wall Street. You could mm-hmm. like go sit down with people for lunches to do these business talks. I mean, it was it was a big thing, but- that's just not the case anymore. And the the commercial real estate collapse that is on our horizon is going to hit New York probably harder than just about anywhere else. Yep. In an announcement on Wednesday, the office of Mayor Eric Adams said the Flyers would seek to combat misinformation at the border and that the city would help migrants find other housing and, quote, take the next step in their journey, unquote, which means not in New York. Into New York. Yeah. Uh, New York City says that it has provided services to 90,000 migrants since last spring and that nearly 55,000 remain in its care. Thousands of those migrants arrived on buses sent by Texas Governor Greg Abbott, a Republican who has tried to shift the burden of receiving them to Democratic strongholds. I just have one question. Why did they stop sending them to Martha's Vineyard? That was an effective tactic. Good good question. It right? got a lot of news, and right? then that got was it. Got a lot of news, and then they stopped. That was it. I mean, that's a great place to send them. <laughs> New York is bound by a decades-old consent decree in a class-action lawsuit to provide shelter for those without homes. As more migrants have arrived, mm. Adams has tried a range of approaches to housing them, from tents to relocating them to other parts of the state. Wow. Two groups advocating for New York City's homeless population, the Legal Aid Society and the Coalition for the Homeless, said in a joint statement they were reviewing the legality of the 60-day shelter limit. 
This new policy raises many questions and concerns that the city has yet to address. It's also unclear whether state officials have provided any input on what the city proposes to implement. So basically they're obligated under, you said, some lawsuit or whatever to provide all these services, which is, of course, where the problem stems from. The old analogy, you leave the bowl of milk out, don't complain when the stray cats come along. Right. Right. Mm So, I mean, we've talked about how migrants, for the most part, are very hardworking individuals. But obviously, if there's a robust welfare system available, mm-hmm. there are going to be a, there's a certain type of person who's going to be attracted to those services and those places. Well, and, and, and if you can set up a situation where you are getting paid under the table and usually less than uh, minimum mm-hmm. wage under the table – and you can get welfare at the same time, then why wouldn't you? Mm, yeah, the answer, of course, is just to, well, abolish it all, right? Well, right. Uh, but as as Peekles pointed out earlier, these conservatives or these libertarian or as you call them, border-tarian types who are against immigration, they've just given up the ghost on welfare. They just have accepted that welfare is always going to exist, and so therefore a police state must always exist Mm -hmm. because that's the only other answer, right? Like if you want to have immigration restrictions, then you want to have a total panopticon Orwellian police state because there's no other way to, to stop it, right? Like you would have to make the United States poorer than the countries from which these people are coming. You would have to make it less free, demonstrably, than the places these people are coming from to where these people would finally say, or make it just so tyrannical, right, that these people finally say, yeah, I guess I'll just stay in Guatemala because it's even worse in the United States now. And that's what these conservatives, that's what these border-tarians are advocating, even though they won't admit it. That's what they're calling for. What amazes me is how many of these libertarians haven't gotten the memo that your voting doesn't actually change things. And that's the that those are the two big arguments is the welfare and the voting. And look, if voting actually changed they'd things, they'd make it illegal. They'd make it illegal. But they they believe so completely that a these people will be allowed to vote and b that voting will make a difference that they are so afraid of the changes in our society that can happen as a result of that that they don't care how authoritarian you get at the border as long as it's not in their backyard. I have the actual flyer if you Oh yeah, yeah, it. we'd like to hear yeah. some uh, some highlights from that coming up here in moments and if you want to join the show your thoughts on immigration and freedom the number is 603-283-6160 you can bring up also anything that's on your mind here on this live saturday edition of free talk live at 603-283-6160 free talk live is brought to you by dash digital cash dash is the cryptocurrency designed to be used for spending In addition to being one of the world's first cryptocurrencies, Dash was the first crypto project to have a decentralized autonomous organization that to this day continues to improve and promote Dash. Every month, 10% of the mining rewards go into a treasury. Anyone with one Dash to spend can put forward a proposal to the Dash masternodes to vote on. The masternodes vet the proposals and decide which ones move forward and are funded by the treasury. In fact, that's exactly how we got this sponsorship. Nowadays, DAOs are plentiful, but Dash paved the way by doing it first, nearly a decade ago. Dash is one of the oldest cryptocurrencies and is widely available on exchanges and in multi-crypto wallets. It's easy to get and use Dash. Start by learning more at Dash.org. Thanks to the Dash DAO for sending us 32 Dash per month to promote Dash on the air. Visit Dash.org to learn about Dash. Dash Dash.org.
Saturday show. The number is 603-283-6160. And here in the studio tonight, it's Ian. Nicholas Mountaineer. And the authentic Lord Reverend Dr. Captain Kickass Buckshot Esquire, if you will. Big thanks to Rick Hall, who is a Free Talk Live supporter of our AMPS program. AMP stands for Advertise, Market, Promote, and Support. It is a way for you to get behind what we do here on Free Talk Live. If you appreciate the work that this show does, then you can support it directly by going to our Patreon over at amps.freetalklive.com. Sign up for as little as 5 bucks a month, which is what Rick is doing as a Silver Level supporter. That helps us advertise, market, promote, and support Free Talk Live. And you get some perks like access to the AMP-only podcast which contains a full radio show, minus those pesky recorded commercials. So uh, you can sign up for that over at amps.freetalklive.com. Let's go to the phones here. Caller, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind tonight? Caller? talking to me? Uh, yes, sir. What is your name? Hello? Oh, David. I'm sorry. I'd have, I'm surprised I got through that quick. It isn't that hard, uh, David. Uh, welcome. Where are you calling from tonight? Uh, Terry, Mississippi. Excellent, sir. So what's on your mind? Oh, I just I just caught y'all on the radio not too long ago talking about that uh, festival they had. I can't remember the porcupine, mm, and yeah. uh, very interested in a lot of what y'all were talking about and this that, and the other. But I don't understand the beating down of the conservatives when it comes to the immigrants. I don't think people have an issue with people coming to this country and going to work. I'm in construction. I know what they're capable of. I know how hard of workers they are. Yeah. But you can't have a freaking open border and have a country and i think that's what conservatives are bitching about just letting people come in by droves and the thousands and the thousands well i mean didn't that used to be the way things were where anybody that wanted to could just come on in and make a new life for themselves in the united states yeah they came on in and went through vetting they didn't just come no, on they in. Didn't. i mean you don't just yeah that's so that's you... not what ellis island was for yeah, I mean, like the 1700s, the 1800s. I mean, there was no vetting. You just showed up. You, uh, you know, got some, found well, some right. land. And... It, it was, it was, it was free land for the taking. There, it's not free land anymore, man. Uh huh. So uh, there's a lot of uh, available land, by the way. For instance, west of the Mississippi, I believe it's about two thirds of the given property is actually federal land, which they're doing absolutely nothing with. So it actually could oh, be possible to allow that. people to homestead that land, and there's plenty of it. I don't doubt that. I'm, I'm not arguing with you on that case, I'm, I'm, and I'm not arguing with you, period. I was just shocked to hear y'all browbeating the conservatives. No, I'll browbeat the, 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 the leftists, too. I mean, the leftists are also— Oh, I know, uh, oh, I know y'all do Yeah, I mean, the, I the leftists that. are also against immigration. Let's be clear. Uh, in fact, uh, Captain has a different story tonight about—I'm uh, sorry, it was ended up being the Texas people. But, yeah. but like, a year or two ago, you remember there was the—not uh, the, the Texas Rangers, but it was the Border Patrol. They had guys— on horseback lassoing people trying to cross a river and you know pulling them back or whatever so i mean the the feds are still separating families biden administration is no different than trump was uh, on that so yeah I'm, I'll, I'll lambast them all for stopping human freedom of being able to travel from one point to another hey and whatever happened to the kids in cages they're still there, probably. Oh, yeah, they are. And, I mean, we never heard a conclusion they, to that. They've been there. The kids have been in cages all along, but, I mean, it, it, That's crazy. you cannot have a nation without a border. I mean, well, I'm not sure I it. really want a nation anyway. Yeah, what is a nation and what good well, does it do I, human I beings? I agree with you. I want a republic. I want our republic back. But 
I'm at. What, what are the understand. odds that's going to happen? Well, and, slam to none. Well, and, slam to none. Well, now, hold on. You say you want a republic back, but look, we already know what happens when you have a republic. It turns into an empire every friggin' time. Uh, you got a, you got a point there. Right, so, I mean, not every time. This is this every is the first time experiment we've had. Every no, single time you have a republic, time. it turns into an authoritarian nightmare. And the freer the republic, Negative the richer the country this, gets, this the, the more of an empire. Right hmm? Say that again, David. I was. Telling negative. This is the first experiment right here of a setup of a government like we have, and it's it's gone. I mean, do we have our flaws? Without a doubt, everybody's well, got their flaws. It, have you heard of Rome? Your brother has a flaw. Your cousin has a flaw. Your uncle has flaws. We all have flaws. But to sit there and browbeat something like that. So it, this it, two hundred year, kind of David, this, this two hundred year plus two hundred fifty year experiment coming up on that uh, yeah. of the, this you know government, this United States of America. Uh, has resulted in the United States of America becoming the largest empire in all of Earth's history. Right. That's not something to be proud of. And, uh, and I didn't say this... proud of it. I, I, I said right. I mean, I see what's going on now. I'm not. Well, it's a proud failed of it. experiment. That's not well, the way it's supposed to be run. Well, and every time there's but, a republic, uh, that it, it it starts out freer, and then it gets rich, and then it becomes an empire. It happened to Rome. It happened to England. It happened to America. It happens every single time. So what's the alternative then? I, I mean, I'm just trying to get on y'all. Oh, oh it's a good question. What's it's, the, what's it is a great question. It's very, very simple. You just apply the same rules to people who are in government as people who are out of government. Like, I can't just say, hey, you went too fast on this road. Now you need to pay me or I'm going to lock you in my basement. I can't do that. Now, why are we uh, letting... I agree. Right. So why are we letting other people do that? Why does someone having a flashy light on the top and a badge on his chest mean that he can say, you need to give me this money or I'm going to lock you up? You've got to have some sort of law and order. Somebody does have to control that. Yes, could we police ourselves? We could, without a doubt. Yeah, why can't I just subscribe to a security service? that provides me the security that I need to live out my life uh, without interfering with anybody else's, without forcing money to be taken from other people that never consented to it, and forcing other people to the wills of the majority. That would work out the same way, man. If you've got private companies that are out there doing that, eventually you're going to have some that get enough power, get hungry mm-hmm. enough, they're hitting the right place and they're making the right no, amount of what money. What evidence do you have with, of that? They're going with your agenda. No, what evidence do you have of that? Well, and the and, and, and the very that's fact that. Only- the very fact that you're concerned about that is why it wouldn't happen. Because as soon as as soon as we see, oh, this one's getting pretty powerful, we start worrying about that. We start switching to another one. I mean, this has absolutely happened uh, in, for example, the the mining uh, pools. They're like, oh, this mining uh, for cryptocurrency, this mining pool's getting too big. So people who love freedom start going, you know what? I I I just don't want this to become too powerful. I'm gonna switch over to these people. Right. So that's one example of how you know the free market if we actually had one and what we're talking about is protection services something to replace the quote-unquote law and order one-size-fits-all government mandated monopoly system because that's what we have right now is a monopoly on violence through the state what would happen if that was actually opened up to competition now we don't know exactly how it would look but i think what you're saying is true people is that people if given the opportunity to leave 
an organization, meaning stop hiring that company if they are treating people poorly or if they're starting to amass some sort of dangerous level of arms or they're starting to threaten their their own customers or whatever, people start pulling their money away from them. The other thing you have to remember is... Unless, hold on, hold on, unless, unless those individuals that are intertwined with that system are benefiting from it. Why would they want to pull their money? It's going to happen however you got to you, you do it to one way or the other. Well, okay, here's the other thing. If, it, it, here's the other thing that works again. So what you're saying is that the, uh, the the psychopathic company would have a bunch of people that love watching them hurt people would be supporting them. I suppose that could well, happen. Well, hey, so long as they're not hurt, so long as they're not hurting me and mine, that's the mentality that's going to be there. They're keeping the bad people away mm-hmm. from me, and I'm good to go. Yeah. I'm still having my steaks every night. I'm still. I mean, it, it's here's it's the no thing. If if one of these companies on is going to try to let's say use force to take over a neighborhood or something like that, where they don't have customers, but uh, they're just going to start using force and turn try to turn themselves into a government. Uh, they're not going to have the legitimacy that the state has. So when they come in there and they try to use violence against those people, those people can defend themselves with violence if necessary in return. And when their neighbors hear about what's going on, they're going to say, oh, well, that makes sense. I mean, those guys tried to come in and kill you. They tried to take your property. Of course you have the right to defend yourself. And further, the other thing that's worth pointing out here is it's very expensive to do this kind of violence, to do state-level invasions, for instance, would be a very, very expensive task because essentially you have to pay mercenaries, right? Like these wouldn't be likely people that would be, I'm willing to kill for Bill Gates. You know, like that's probably, there probably aren't too many people that are like that. They wouldn't have that same propaganda of I'm doing it for my country. This would be, I'm just doing it for the paycheck. And as Bill Gates or whoever the the bad guy is that we're talking about, this you know, theoretical warlord yeah. starts accumulating losses amongst his men, which is what's going to happen to, when they try to take over property and they they start getting killed. Uh, guess what? The other guys are going to say that are still alive. They're going to say, "Well, you're going to pay me more now, or I'm going to walk," because I have no ideological yeah. uh, agreement here. I'm just I'm just a paid killer. Yeah. So now you got to pay me more, and all of a sudden it starts to get really really expensive to take and hold territory with a bunch of you know, essentially mercenaries that aren't soldiers. So I think you, that's working against uh, them as well. My next question, man, uh, I, I get where you're coming from to a degree. I still don't understand the – I understand what you're saying. Uh, America was found and people came here. We, we, you know, we took land. We did this, that, and the other. But that, that's the way of the world. Men conquer. That's what they do. And that's just a fact of life. Does it have but, to be that way? I mean, can't can't we I mean, I, evolve you know, I, past? I, I remember, I, I remember, right before I went in the Marine Corps, I had a Jehovah Witness come to my house asking me that same question. You can't answer that question. Wouldn't it be great if we had world peace? Yeah, but it's never going to happen. Well, certainly not with never that attitude. Man is what man is. Well, now, you know now I mean? hold on a second. It was believed up until about 100 years ago that slavery was exactly like that. It was just part of the human condition, and no matter I what, agree. we were going to have I slaves agree. because we've always had right. slaves since before history was even written down. So that was just the condition of man, and it turns out that's not the condition of man. No, you're right. You're exactly right, but there's still slavery going on today, right or wrong. Yes, there is. 
You're right. But, wholesale, but at least wholesale slavery happened today. So did we really oh, we accomplish sure enough, something but, in the United States without a doubt throughout Europe, but it's still happening everywhere But open-air slave markets don't exist all over the place. Like, they might exist in, well, like, one or two countries, but, like, just open-air slave, slave markets are not a thing anymore. And we didn't think I that agree. that was that possible 150 years ago. I got. You. I understand what you're saying. I mean, but none of us are soothsayers that can look that far into the future or that far into the back and and know how things are going to happen. You got to roll with the. Uh, you can't stop an idea with. whose time has come. Yeah, that's true. And I think David, there's a lot more that goes against what you say. I mean, most men aren't conquering each other out there, and it doesn't have to do with the fact that there's some guy down the street halfway across town in a car with a gun. I mean, most people are good to one another because it benefits us to cooperate right. uh, with one another, right. not You're not right. go and club each other over the head. Can that, you imagine, though, if that's like how I made my way through life? I just went around like beating <laughs> people and shooting that's them. That's what the and, government you know, does. Leaving a, a wake of death and destruction in my path. Well, and, and, and let that me make you the a, United States. Well, and and let me give you a nice historical example here. Okay, like let's let's just take the conquerist, conquering kind of people, Vikings, just mm-hmm. straight up Vikings. Now, how would you deal with Vikings if you didn't want to get killed? Well, you pay them off, like that. They they prove that they can hurt you, and you go here, have some gold, go away, and then they come back next year and they want some gold, and then they go away again. So here's what we do. We just do that on a bigger scale. So all of the people who really, really want to conquer, we just make them rich. We make them so wealthy that they'd say, you know, I kind of want to conquer, but I don't want to stop you making me rich. Well, isn't right. that? Aren't you describing the government? I'm describing. Know it. No, I'm describing the free market. So, by having peace is how we acquire wealth. Because they come around once a year and they take money from people, and if you pay them, they they kind of leave you alone for the most part. I mean, you still have to obey all their stupid regulations. <laughs> well, and that's and that's the real sad part about this is that if they would just take, if they would unkink the hose, then we'd have a better flow of water. If they would pull their boot off our neck, we would be we. We would produce so much more wealth hmm. than we are producing right mm-hmm. now, and a huge amount of that would go to them anyway. But that's the difference between them and, and us, is they're not just seeking wealth. They want power. Hmm. And those there, there are those people out there, and, and I don't think those people are going to go away, even though the majority, the supermajority of mankind is cooperative and willing to work together and, and help one another and be good to one another. There's this, you know, percentage of people who are psychopaths, this percentage of people that have no empathy for other human beings and just don't care uh, how many people they hurt to get their way. And, th- and those are the people that uh, are in positions of power and those are the people that are attracted uh, to those positions and that's why you're never going to get rid of the need for security and you're never going to get rid of the need for security forces Mm -hmm. right but But we we, we do need to get rid of is this monopoly uh, monopoly on violence known as the state where an organization that's based on nothing but violence nothing but force and coercion that's the only tool it has it's the only tool in its toolbox if it's comply or die so if we get rid of the institution that does that and allow human beings to figure out how to cooperate, everyone benefits. David, any other comments? When you're, when you're talking about state, you're referring to the federal government, not the state hierarchy, individual states. 
It's kind of a general statement, uh, a general term that applies to all governments. It is uh, the state can be the the state of New Hampshire or the state of Tennessee or wherever. It can also be the federal government. It could also, in theory, be like the city government. That, well, that sort of and the way things are headed, uh, the UN is trying to become another layer of the state. Mm-hmm. Well, they're, they're wanting to control everything. They're trying to pull us in there and be. Yeah, look, that's exactly guys, right. Man, it, it was a good conversation. I appreciate y'all. Hey, yeah, thank thanks you. for all the questions, David. David. I appreciate yeah, and, it. And, and just just so you know, I mean, the the thing that we're against is just doing harm to peaceful people. Yep. Thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate that. Uh, the number here, if you want to join us, 603-283-6160. Let's go to a different David in uh, Jackson, Michigan, listening to WKHM. Go ahead, David. I'm so, first of all, Ian, thank you for, rarely do I tune you in because of my connections as far as my radio. But the interesting part of the conversation, what I was going to bring up 20 minutes ago, is this. I want to get your, your mug's opinion. Okay. What happens to the money if they press this digital currency? Mm-hmm. You're talking about the central bank digital currency? I think they're kind of pressing it there in Washington. Oh, they're trying. Yeah, yeah it does they're sound like trying. it. They're, uh, we actually you just know, reported talk- a few days ago on the uh, Jamaican CBDC, the uh, that's uh, the fourth country that has apparently done a full rollout on a CBDC. So it's happening. There's a couple of Caribbean nations: the Bahamas, Jamaica. What does that uh, stand for, sir? Oh, central bank digital currency. Fair enough. Cool. Yeah. So they already are rolling this out in some smaller yeah. population uh, countries. Nigeria is probably the largest uh, so far. Really? They have one as well. And the United States federal government thugs have been experimenting with this. There have been multiple different uh, attempts so far to work on the technology that could back this thing, whatever yeah, that ends up infrastructure like. for oh, yeah. right The now. FedNow just started this mm-hmm. week, if I recall correctly. Mm-hmm. Can you explain what FedNow yeah, so, is? So the, the FedNow is, so there's like two layers of this uh, central bank digital currency thing. So there's the yes. bank-to-bank sort of backbone of the thing, and then there's the sort of uh, the retail central bank digital currency that uh, individuals, <laughs> that people would be using. And the FedNow is that backbone, that uh, bank-to-bank uh, level of the thing. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what they just rolled out. But uh, it'll be a minute before they roll out the uh, the what they what's called a retail central bank digital currency uh, for you and me. And they're going to tell us, oh, no, it's just the dollar. It's just the same thing when it's absolutely nothing like uh, what we've gotten used to. Because, I mean, if uh, if this bank says, no, you can't spend that money or I'm going to tell you how to spend that money, then yeah. they just go to another bank. But with a central bank digital currency, no, they can say, well, you better spend 20% of that this month or it'll just disappear and there's nothing I can do. David? As being a United States Marine, you know, short-term service, you know, I'm private. Mm-hmm. Uh, that kind of bothers me in a deep way. Oh, it should. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's the- honestly, it's a hellscape. Like, the world in which central bank digital currencies are accepted by people throughout the world is uh, when absolute control uh, comes to humankind. Like, when no more individual decisions will exist. Yeah, imagine if you do something like, uh, oh, I don't know, call into a radio show, 
and express an opinion <laughs> that, that a politician doesn't like. And uh, the next time you go to fill up your car, your debit card doesn't work. You go to the bank to find out mm. why. They go, oh, uh, it looks like somebody no in, in government turned off it. turned off your money. So you're going to have to straighten that out turned with them. <laughs> turned off your money. That's literally that's what that's the what CBDC they're talking about. will that's do. Can yeah. happen. It could happen. Yeah. Thank you, David, well, for the and, call. And, and, and thank a, you, guys. Yes, well, and it's also really important because he started this with digital currency, and that is what they're trying to 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 put out as a term. As if central bank digital currency was just the same as these cryptocurrencies. That's what they're going to try to make pretend. Yeah. And it's 180 degrees. It could not be less alike. Because a a decentralized digital currency is one that can't be controlled. Right. And a centralized digital currency is one that must be controlled. So this hasn't uh, happened yet. We should point out that all of the talk about the CBDC, the central bank digital currency in the United States, at this point is research, talk, you know, political footballing, people arguing over what this should potentially look like. It certainly seems like this is the way things are going. Uh, they're expecting, I saw the numbers just the other day, like by 2030, there's supposed to be a few dozen or a couple dozen of these available in different countries around the world, when the United States will finally you know, say, okay, we're moving forward with this, has yet to be determined at this point. What it will ultimately look like uh, has yet to be determined. But what we, we learned this week from the experiment that's going on right now in Jamaica, uh, and also from Nigeria, is that people aren't very interested so far. The adoption rates are very, very slow. They are trying to use the carrot, not the stick, uh, to try to get people on board with using the CBDC. And they, and they bra- might bring the stick out later, but for right now, they're just trying to incentivize it. So one of the things they're doing is they're offering payments to businesses, pretty small payments, like basically you get $160 and that's your incentive to sign up for the the CBDC. Well, the wow. the place the they are the place they are bringing the stick out is if you try and use uh, the alternatives. If you start trying to yeah. especially in uh, if you try and compete with the e naira with cryptocurrency, mm-hmm. they will put you in in jail. Yeah, and they're starting to put people in jail in the United States and not just starting, they've been doing it for for years. I was researching some of the other uh, local Bitcoin sellers that have gone down over yeah. the years. And there have been a lot of them. And I was aware of, of some of them over time. But uh, they've been coming after Bitcoin sellers here for a good chunk of the last half a decade, if not a little longer, here in the United States. And, of course, they're targeting um, they're targeting the technical side of cryptocurrency. They're going after companies. They're going after exchanges. It is a pretty scary situation that's mm-hmm. uh, that's developing out there. In fact, I had something in relation to that in show prep here tonight, uh, news from this uh, some website or organization known, uh, known as Coin Center. They had sued apparently a uh, some agency in the federal government challenging Congress's expansion of the tax code that apparently got pushed through a couple of years ago. They filed a lawsuit against this, and that case has now been thrown out of court. According to btctimes.com, this legislation that is, it's passed. This was Biden's infrastructure bill. It was a largely overlooked addition Mm. to the infrastructure bill in 2021. They say the sneaky addition introduced an extensive reporting mandate for those involved in Bitcoin and cryptocurrency transactions. They say that any party receiving Bitcoin or crypto payments greater than $10,000 
Now, I don't know if that's like an annual total or if that's just in one transaction. Um, I'm going to guess it's probably the former rather yeah. than the latter. But if it's greater than $10,000, they will be obligated to report the transaction to the government. Moreover, they will have to divulge personally identifiable information of the sender. Yeah, which, look, with uh, regular cash, if I had $10,000 in, in USD in cash and I wanted to, I don't know, find a car on Craigslist or something, mm-hmm. I could go exchange that money uh, for that car and the government has nothing to do with it. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad that uh, the stick hasn't been working in uh, against the E-Nyra since it's like, what, one in three people out there has cryptocurrency of some kind? Yeah, I believe it's about one in three has uh, Bitcoin or some other crypto. So, yeah. so far, we're winning. Uh, there's more coming up here in moments. It's Free Talk Live. Protection. Eleutheromania. The insatiable desire for freedom. Filibuster. Holy state. It's the new three-song heavy metal EP from Captain Kickass. Available now on your favorite music app or get it directly from CaptainKickass.com. Second hour of the program, and you can bring up anything that you want. We were talking about immigration, and there's more to say about that. We can get back into that coming up here in a little bit. Uh, it's Ian, Captain Kickass, and Peopleless Mountaineer here tonight. You got more of these guys coming up later on our internet video feeds, which you can find over at uh, watch.freetalklive.com. That'll take you to our Odyssey live streaming page. It's not the only place that we stream live. It's just the one that we like to talk about more than the rest of them. There's probably like 10 of uh, ten of these sites uh, around the world. We're, in, we're on a couple Russian sites. We're on a Japanese site. Uh, just, you know, where, whoever will take us, we'll go ahead and put our feed there if it's no big deal. Uh, but Odyssey's definitely the place to go. It's the most freedom-friendly platform that I've come across. And you can go to watch.freetalklive.com for Beard Talk Live coming up tonight at 10.30 Eastern Time. Oh, yeah. That's going to be happening with uh, Captain Kickass and Peakless Mountaineer. And it will be internet only, so you don't have that pesky FCC and all their regulations getting in the way of what you might be able to express. If you want to hear our message to the FCC, tune in because it's... You do that thing, yeah, we, yeah. We do a couple of things, but one specifically for the FCC. I like it. Uh, so check that out tonight at 10.30 Eastern at watch.freetalklive.com. As we go back to your calls and thoughts, Chuck is listening. KCUP out in Newport, Oregon. Go ahead, Chuck. Yeah, I want, thanks for taking my call. I wanted to respond to the uh, conversation that I heard uh, several minutes ago with the, the gentleman was wondering why conservatives kind of get picked on about this issue it's because they use this uh issue of right uh, they interject the racial issue into their conversation all the time and it's offensive quite honestly and it's it, it, and it becomes uh you know a dog whistle for uh, those people that just don't want to have brown people when we have several 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 thousands of miles of border that needs to be concerned concerned about in my opinion I mean, hell, we could have uh, freighters that are entering the port of L.A. or Oxnard or wherever, you know. Right now with uh, contraband, and by the way, they only 
suspect 10% of the cargo going in and out of the United States. So um, so you're saying you know, think man. conservatives have an anti-immigration viewpoint because of racism? So, um, I think a good percentage uh, of uh, these people that want to call themselves conservatives, which they're really not, uh, they probably are like uh, like neo uh, like evangelical <laughs> uh, something or other. Well, what even is a conservative? Exactly. Right now, it's been the whole idea. It's been changed so many times in the last several decades. Here, it's really hard to recognize. What I is, can tell you what a conservative is. It's a progressive going the speed limit. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I've heard well, what's that a progressive? One. A conservative, it's a, a conservative is a progressive that just got uh, his wallet stolen. <laughs> thanks, right, thank you very much. Thanks, Chuck, for the call. I appreciate it. <laughs> Chuck gave me a chuckle. <laughs> Let's go to uh, Ricky. He's in uh, the Commonwealth. Ricky, go ahead. Of Pennsylvania. No doubt, there, brother Ian. Well, <laughs> I recently heard Thursday that. Uh, Skeeter had some thoughts on uh, secession. And, uh, Skeeter, our regular caller, the uh, utilitarian accelerationist from California. And, and a lot of other things. Yeah, yeah. He's actually on the line. Did you want to ask him something? Well, I'll get his, I'll initially get his thoughts on it. Are we going to do it? it? Uh, we'll yeah. go from there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll bring Skeeter on here. Uh, Skeeter, you're on with Ricky from the Commonwealth. Uh, I, I don't know if you had a, did you have a comment for him, Ricky? I didn't know what his. He initially said he had some thoughts on secession. I'd like to know what they are initially. Mr. Skeeter? Uh, let me pull up my notes. <laughs> Why can't you just talk off the top of your head about secession, Skeeter? You're always pulling up notes, you're always reading from some book. Uh, and you, you, whenever you read to us, you can never actually answer any questions that we have. So it's not a real conversation with you. If you actually know something about secession, if you actually have an opinion about secession, you shouldn't have to pull up your research first to be able to just make a statement about it. I, I don't want to try this. Do you, have, do you have, like, are you pro-secession? Are you anti-secession, Peter? Uh No. Uh, well, yeah, I'm anti-secession, both from my perspective and from your, using your uh, framework of morality. Because uh, uh, my one, framework. Oh, wait a minute, Mr. Skeeter. What? Uh, oh, I am pro-secession, but why are you anti-secession? I don't. I don't exactly know what your uh, your moral system is. I'm I'm referring to the libertarian. I believe now. in secession. I believe uh, in. I myself have campaigned in the past and will again in 2025. And one of the keystones of my campaign is for the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania to secede. Well, listen, here's, here's an important thing to know about secessionists is they aren't all libertarians. Secessionists are from all over the political spectrum. In fact, out in California where you live, Skeeter, there's a very left-leaning secession movement called Yes California that has for years been advocating for California to secede from the United States simply because the United States is actually holding back California from becoming even more socialist than it already is. So if indeed you are an accelerationist, as you claim to be, why wouldn't you support California seceding from the United States so they can then accelerate all into full-blown socialism? Well, uh, hang on, Ricky. That was a question for uh, Skeeter. Go ahead, Skeeter. Yeah, first off, 
uh, California seceding makes a little more sense than you guys seceding uh, uh, based upon one, uh, there's, three, there's three problems with your secession movement, right? Uh, one, you're full riding on national defense if you do not move off the United States uh, um, borderlines. Or you want to stay within the borderlines, so you're going to be free riding national defense. And you know how hard it is when, when you're spending almost all your income de- trying to defend your, your, your little nation. Or That's whatever. ridiculous. Yeah, there are actually countries in the world, Costa Rica's one of them, mm-hmm. that's in, within this uh, you know, hemisphere, uh, that have absolutely no military whatsoever. So the whole idea that you need to have some kind of crazy national defense is uh, counteracted by the fact that there's a ton of countries that don't have much in the way of national defense as far as official militaries and that sort of thing. So that's a bunch of nonsense. But you didn't answer my question, Skeeter. Uh, You have, on multiple times when you've called this show, you've described yourself as an accelerationist. Now, for listeners that aren't familiar, that essentially means, as I understand it, that you want to see the government fall, but you believe that the way to, uh, to make that happen is to make it worse faster. To make the police state as big and as large as possible. To make the welfare state as large as possible. To continue to allow and to encourage even, uh, through voting or or whatever, uh, advocacy. So, in short, accelerate the empire so that the the crash comes that faster. is as i understand it what skeeter believes so why wouldn't he want to accelerate california into full-blown socialism by seceding from the united states wouldn't that actually accelerate the end of the state in california sooner uh that i don't know but it's again it still makes more sense for california to do it because they're big enough where they they can actually pay for their own national defense instead of you. Go- All right, okay, but if have- I may ask a question, Skeeter. Now, you said about New Hampshire. Now, it's in our, hand- our history. Pennsylvania almost blew it away in November 1864. Now, what are your thoughts about secession for the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania? Uh, first off, you're violating the NAP. Like, if you were to transition from... Absolutely. Sorry, I put him on hold. Market. Go ahead, Skeeter. Yeah, so if you're a transition, so forget the state uh, secession. I'm talking about a secession movement that moves you directly to a market system, right? You are forcing the people who want to That's not what anyone has talked about here. So you're not answering the questions. Uh, Thank you for the call tonight. The number is 603-283-6160. We didn't talk about secession that automatically makes the seceding state a free market. Now, that'd be great. But that is at no point what is ever going to be on the table. Whenever you have a secession question, it's just going to simply be, should we say goodbye to the United States? That is going to be enough for people to have to consider. That's going to be enough to try to persuade people to change their minds about. And uh, oops, I just hit the drop button on Ricky. Uh, But anyway, he got to talk to Skeeter, which is what he wanted to do. Uh, but that, but no, no one's talking about instantly becoming a free market. When New Hampshire had its proposal last year, and hopefully we'll have one next year, uh, that proposed to put a ballot measure on the Constitution, or actually it was a constitutional amendment, to put a constitutional amendment on the uh, on the ballot, that would have instantly, had it passed with two-thirds uh, majority, that would have instantly declared independence from the United States, and New Hampshire would have proceeded as an independent nation. All of the New Hampshire government, as is, would still have been in place, which doesn't make me happy, but that's the reality of it. The state police that I think should be abolished, 
they would have still been there. The uh, the alcohol uh, prohibition people, you know, whatever they call themselves, the, uh, the Department of Liquor Commission, that's the them. Lic- Liquor yeah, Commission, yeah. the uh, Liquor Commission, the state liquor stores, the fill-in-the-blank, all the different state agencies and such, they would still be operating because they would still be receiving funding through the property tax and the meals tax, and the, there's yep. not that many taxes in, in New Hampshire, but those two taxes would still be providing revenue to all the evil state agencies that none of us really want to be around, but we'd rather be around. I think I can speak for most uh, New Hampshire secessionists here. We would rather be around the local thugs than the ones that are a thousand miles away because mm-hmm. we know who these people are. They actually have some level of accountability. Uh, they're actually, you know, the state reps here in New Hampshire, for instance, very account, very accountable, very reachable. You can talk to these people if you want to. You can't talk to a rep in Congress. You can't talk to a senator in uh, in D.C. You, you, you can't do California anything. California. Yeah, or, or even California yeah. for that matter. Yeah. So, no, no one was proposing that, Skeeter. Try answering the questions that you're actually asked. So let's uh, move on yeah, here unless you guys want more comments on secession. Oh, I was just going to say that – I mean, it would be lovely if we actually had a one step to a free market. <laughs> yeah, but that's not real. Well, the and big frankly, step is getting rid of the government. Yeah, ju- just mm-hmm. that one, just that one layer of government is already so radical that we have to struggle to get the idea across. You're talking about cutting off the federal. Layer. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, the the federal layer of yeah, the government. Yeah, people aren't ready for it. The most recent poll that we did, it was the. University of New Hampshire, so very well-respected polling operation here in New Hampshire. They do one poll a month. It's called the, the Granite State Poll. They ask questions about various different issues, whatever the kind of the, the issue of the moment is. So, like, this month it's probably going to be about presidential blah, 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 and they'll all throw another issue or two in there. When right. we did it in May, uh, we were included. The we, we hired them, right? Like, they wouldn't have done it unless we gave them four grand uh, or 30-something 30, 30 hundred. Anyway. Uh, they uh, they asked four questions about independence and some of the most what what I consider to be the most important questions to ask. We'd asked like twenty seven questions with a different surveying agency a year prior, and given the limited budget, I said, well, let's pick the most important questions and sort of re ask those questions. And the numbers weren't as good this time around. Of course, it was a different, you know, sample size and different polling organization. Yeah, yeah. But it was still one in six supported New Hampshire being its own independent nation right now. Now, that's down from not quite one out of three uh, last year, but it's not insignificant. One out of six people. Yeah. I mean, that is still a significant amount of people. It's 16% of uh, New Hampshire's population. They're ready to go right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, there's a little bit larger number that is willing to, to put it to a vote to see what's you know what people are thinking. There's a similar number that's like if we asked a kind of an interesting question of if New Hampshire was an independent nation now. Mm-hmm. Would you want to join the United States? <laughs> and that kind no. of sh- that kind of shifted the results a little mm-hmm. bit. More people were less interested in joining the U.S. than were willing to quit the I, U.S. I've been telling people that f- for so often. People are like, "I don't understand why you hate the government so much." Okay, well, look, if somebody came to you and said, "Hey, uh, you and your geographic area, your family and your friends and everything, you guys can join this neat club," <laughs> where like. Uh, this this other organization takes oh somewhere between thirty and sixty percent of your money, uh, without your consent, uh, claims to provide you these services that you know are questionable at best. Uh, doesn't that sound like a great idea? 
Well, the, the argument would <laughs> no, be that, that you... That sounds like yeah. a horrible idea. You would actually be consenting by joining the club at that point, though. Yeah. Oh, okay, but still, like, it's well, a yeah, horrible idea to subject, idea. you know, any number of people in a geographic area to something in which they have no consent. Yeah, any situation where you are actually spelling out the real facts about what makes a government unique as an organization... Then people go, oh, well, of course, that's a terrible idea. Mm -hmm. How could you possibly try and solve problems that way? You mean if you don't call it a government? Right. Right. If you just describe what it does Mm -hmm. and the way that it acts, people are very reasonable and go, oh, you can't solve problems that way, which is correct. But as soon as uh, as soon as it is in this extra special category, they enter into a religious mode where, oh, you mean the deities? Well, they have different rules. And so here's here's one of the biggest things for me about the whole secession idea. Like a lot of people who are libertarians or even conservatives are really rightfully concerned about global government, mm-hmm. especially things like the World Health Organization yep. and to a lesser extent things like the Bank of International Settlements and things sure, like the that. UN. But here's the thing. If you want to stop that from growing, then you have to not only keep that from happening you have to move in the opposite direction like right now all they have to do is get one organization into the bank of international settlements or the world health organization or whatever nightmarish horror they want to foist on you Mm. they just have to get one organization to do that Whereas if you split it up a bit, make it so that New Hampshire is a different place from California, make it so that California is a different place than Texas, all of a sudden it's a little bit more difficult to convince that many organizations to join mm-hmm. this nightmarish conspiracy. Yeah, it's, it's, you bring up a good point. Uh, at the operational level of humanity right now, we're talking about technology and how we all communicate and how information gets spread and passed. It's obviously the time of decentralization. We are in the decentralization movement, whether it's been called that or not by anybody, Mm -hmm. I don't know, but perhaps we're just giving it a name now, but Mm -hmm. we're definitely in the decentralization movement, right? The advent of the internet, the advent, you know, it's all uh, stems or branches, if you will, of the network effect. Cryptocurrency. Cryptocurrency, right? And and even... uh, you know, the like the Fed now. This is their attempt at sort of using some version of decentralization for more control over humanity, right? But they only want it decentralized within their preferred partners. Mm-hmm. They don't want it truly decentralized. So it's it's a microcosm of that. But we are in the time of decentralization. And so it stands to reason that we should also apply this theory to the largest, most heinous organization type responsible for the most death, the most Mm -hmm. rapes, the most bombings, the most murders of any other organization type in the history of the world. Don't forget torture. Lots and lots lots of of torture. It stands to reason that we Mm -hmm. also need to apply the concept of decentralization to what is known as government. And if you do that, you start thinking about what does government services look like decentralized? Well, 
it looks like every other product or service that you already buy or subscribe to. Mm. You know, you get, oh, I got my Netflix subscription. Oh, okay, well, guess what? I got my Rhodes subscription. Yeah, I'd love to have a right? snowplow subscription. I'd love uh, to have you know, an RST, whatever. a road services provider that mm-hmm. I subscribe to. And if they do a crappy job in the winter or uh, of, of plowing the roads or a crappy job in the summer of filling in the potholes or whatever, I can just go, you know what? You guys suck. I'm switching to this other service provider who's going to do a better job because they got a better reputation or they got a better technology or they got a better leadership team. You can't do that now with government because mm-hmm. it is a monopoly. Yeah, there was a really, really good article by uh, Andreas Antonopoulos that came out called Decent. Love that guy. Yeah, he's, he's still writing Amazing. Stuff? Yeah, yeah, oh, okay, still good. writing. No, he's one of my crypto heroes, man. Yeah, uh, it's called Decentralization, Why Dumb Networks Are Better. And it's just a, a really simple, straightforward, and beautiful way that points out actually having the network be very, very simple is what allows us to do really, really cool things on the edges. So, uh, you know, like with the with the uh, phone network, yeah. when they first put that in, there was this huge government regulation on which devices were allowed to be produced that could be plugged into this thing. Yep. And, of course, that completely killed innovation for the longest time. Well, let's not forget that there was the phone company. Right. right? There was the phone that company. That was it. They Ma were, Bell. They, Ma Bell. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. They were the only organization allowed to provide telephones and telephone mm-hmm. service. Right. And all of it was in the, the complexity of the network itself and not on the edges. Now, when you changed that and flipped it on its head, that's when you got things like fax machines. Yeah. Because the thing is, if, if, a, if an idea is unknown, whether it's a good idea or not... Well, if it's this big central thing, then everyone has to agree that it's a good enough idea for everyone to do. But if it's a really simple, stupid network, then I can try this weird application with maybe just you. Mm-hmm. And maybe just you and I can try this out and see if it's cool. And then we can you don't show have to convince just anyone you else. over there. Yeah. yeah, we don't have to convince anyone else that a fax machine's a great idea. We can just try it out ourselves and then show you. You can decide for yourself whether you like that idea. Well, the other thing is when you do that, you're putting up your own resources to do that. You're building right, yeah. the machine. You're building the network, the protocol, or whatever. You're doing you're, the testing. You're doing all the work. You're putting the money into it. Same thing with like the Wright brothers mm-hmm. that, you know, oh, you'll never be able to fly. And right. if they had to go to some central committee and ask for the money to build their airplanes, it never would have been approved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And, and this is the nature of networks as opposed to to hubs, basically, to centralized power structures, is that we can do innovative things and lots and lots and lots of people can put a little bit of effort in a whole bunch of different directions until some of them work really, really well. And then those get spread to the rest of the network because they're really cool applications, as opposed to having a central, very complex network that only certain things can be allowed and the same thing happened with the internet where like uh, at first the, the you know ma bell and all of the the phone companies that ended up uh, existing wouldn't connect long distance uh, calls that were done over the internet because that was cutting into their revenue but now i mean who pays for for long distance service no one because very few we, people because we innovated around it and the innovations that were possible because of the decentralization mm-hmm. were way way right. more powerful than the central network and coming back to your right brothers comment right like that used to be like unthinkable 
People oh, yeah. are like, there's impossible. humans will never fly. And yeah. like anyone who suggested it, you'd be laughed away, laughed away, mm-hmm. chastised, ridiculed. Like <laughs> that moron, mm-hmm. he thinks people can fly, right? So if mankind can get over that, right, mm-hmm. and get through that, and now mankind flies more than you know, take it for granted. Yeah, it's all it's, it's just a thing now. Then it's totally reasonable for us to ask, hey, can human beings just decide to do everything with explicit consent? I know. So radical. I'm such an extremist. Uh, The number here is 603-283-6160. If you want to weigh in on whatever you want to talk about, secession, decentralization, immigration, uh, it's all been hit tonight so far. 603-283-6160. You can join us here on Free Talk Live. decentralization sort of overarching theme here in recent moments with you tonight in the studio you've got ian bigless mountaineer and captain kickass and free talk live is brought to you by dash it is digital cash a cryptocurrency designed to be used for spending there was some bad news i'm sure you already know about captain kickass and that is that one of your favorite apps dash direct is going away i believe it's actually gone already i think it left on it well, the if you had downloaded it already, uh, you can no longer use it to do more. Yeah, but gone. if you used it and you have like a gift card or two mm-hmm. or whatever that's already in, you can still use those. That's good okay. until they're gone. And and in fact, I, I I went in and I bought a couple extra <laughs> just to have them mm-hmm. on hand before I wasn't allowed to anymore yeah. through the app. So uh, I do have a couple of them that uh, you know. It's like Home Depot stuff like that that I'm obviously going to use at some point. I just wanted to get my discount while it was still available. Yeah, and it was unfortunate because, the, as I understand it, the company that had created that program, they were also behind a Monero gift card program as well. They have exited the cryptocurrency industry for, I, I believe, fear of the government. Fear oh, of, no, you're kidding. Yeah, fear of the uh, the federal government thugs continuing crackdown on cryptocurrencies. So you know, sadly, Dash actually came out, and I think it was Dash, came out and said, uh, hey, uh, due to the federal government, yep. uh, we're no longer able to provide this service. They're uncooperative. Right. They won't uh, give us definitions. They won't tell us what you know we are legally or uh, allowed to and not allowed to do. And so uh, because of that, we just can't risk our well, livelihoods. It wasn't Dash's decision. Dash is just a cryptocurrency, right? But they do have a decentralized autonomous organization. Right. But even they were not in well, charge Dash of this. Dash Direct. Dash Direct is run yeah. by a company. Right. right, it's a company that's like a gift. Behind the scenes, they're just like a gift card company or something right. like that. That they they decided they were going to get into crypto at some point and roll this thing out for crypto people like Dash, and they just said, you know what, we're done, uh, and they closed it down. Unfortunately, rel- relatively short notice. But the good news is, Dash Direct isn't the only place you can go on the internet to true. get discounted gift cards with your cryptocurrency, like Dash. In fact, BitRefill.com has been accepting Dash for years. And they have a ton of big-name retailers and brands, including grocers, gas stations, phone refills, 
Amazon. Oh, and, I love those guys. I've been using them for years. And even prepaid MasterCards. Yeah, there's with, another uh, another site too uh, called Crypto Refills. Okay. That uh, they take acts, Dash. Acts, I don't know if they take Dash. Or well, not. then we shouldn't talk about them. But uh, BitRefill.com certainly does. And there's actually another one out there that just started taking Dash on the announcement that Dash Direct uh, has was going away. And I'm sorry, I don't remember that one. But uh, but wanted to promote BitRefill because they've been doing doing Dash for a very, very long time. And a lot of their gift cards, not all of them, but a lot of them do come with a discount as well. So uh, go and check them out. Dash, by the way, is one of the oldest cryptocurrencies and is widely available on exchanges and in multi-crypto wallets. It's easy to get. It's easy to use Dash. You can start by learning more at Dash.org. And thanks to the Dash DAO for sending us 32 Dash per month to promote Dash on the air. You can visit Dash.org to learn about Dash. Again, that's Dash.org. We had two Davids in a row earlier tonight. We now have two Kevins in a row coming up. First, Kevin is in northern Minnesota listening to WNMT. Go ahead, Kevin. Hey, I just had a couple quick comments on the border. Yes, sir. Um, one thing you got to remember is that border works both ways. I live here you know, within 60 miles of it, and I didn't take the jab. I can't go fishing in Canada anymore. Mm. They're still not, they're still not letting uh, unvaccinated people visit Canada. Last time I checked, that was the case. That wow. was probably three months. And then the other thing is, all things seek equilibrium, and these countries that are losing all these people that want to leave there, if we would stop giving them handouts, they're gonna they're gonna continue to keep losing all of their able-bodied, willing people all their talent, all their educated people that want out, those countries will have to adjust. Mm-hmm. Or they're going to be empty and have nobody left. Well, yeah, if the United States were an actual free place where people could migrate to without having to pay a bunch of bureaucrats and stand in lines and hire lawyers and ask for permission and jump through ridiculous hoops, we would and and if they didn't have a big old welfare program to uh, hand out to losers, then we would really, as you're saying, attract only the best of the best. The hardest working people would be coming here from all around the planet. And you're absolutely right. Those countries would either change into being more freedom friendly yeah. in order to retain their good workers or they would become absolute ghost towns. And uh, unfortunately, we don't have the freedom right now to allow people to come in here and, and do that. But to your other point, and it is important, I think, to point this out, you were talking about how Canada is restricting uh, immigration. The border also works in both ways in that if you have a restricted border, it also keeps people in the United States in, meaning that it could be very difficult to leave right. a very unfree country in the future. Yeah, you probably couldn't sneak across that border anymore with the technology that they have. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, they definitely have a lot of technology. Uh, We did go up to the Vermont uh, border several years ago to just kind of check out Derby Line, which is the the Mm -hmm. town that's actually divided by the border. And uh, it it even goes right through their town library. And we wanted to go up and, and see it for ourselves. Unfortunately, we unknowingly picked a canadian holiday to go up and uh, and do this and oh, so the library, the library was closed, was closed. Ah. Uh, so we didn't we didn't actually get to do the thing where you like step over the border and then step back over uh, but but we did check out the border and it's you know it's not like there's a huge fence or anything like that but there are certainly cameras all over the place yeah. and regular patrols of men with guns driving around so they probably would see you if you attempted to slip across, at least in that town. But I suspect if you're slipping across in the middle of the woods, 
you're not as likely to uh, to be detected. The caller illustrates a great point, and that is with open borders and the attitude of freedom first, the United States of America at one point in its long past history was a leader, not a tyrant, mm-hmm. not uh, an abuser, right? It was a leader. It was showing people that freedom is the way. Freedom is the end. Like Ernie uh, Hancock likes to say, what's freedom the question? is the answer, or, yeah. what's the question, right? So they were leading, right? Now what we have is authoritarians. Mm-hmm. We have, uh, they're, they're managing, they're top ruling. down, they're ruling, right? The difference between a leader and a ruler. A leader is one who participates with you, shows you how it's done, isn't afraid to take the risks. Right. A ruler, however, is one who goes, you will do it my way or else. Yeah, the, the thing I wanted to point out is, okay, so I don't know how many people out there have ever, like, lived in an apartment building or, like, a very large house where, like, there's, you know, lots of people coming and going. But here's the thing, like, if there's somebody there that you're like, hmm, I don't know if you're supposed to be here, there's a real simple question you need to find out. Are they invited? Mm-hmm. Did someone who is here, who, like, we recognize is supposed to be here, did they want them to come over? Now, if they did, then they have every right to be there in every normal human circumstance. And the same thing should be applied in in this circumstance. Look, if someone wants to hire you for a job, Mm -hmm. they want you to be there. So if someone invited you, then you should be allowed to come over. But if no one invited you, maybe you shouldn't be allowed to be over here. What are you doing here? Indeed. Kevin, any other thoughts? Just one other thing. You know, as the... The red and the blue teams both have their vision of what America was and what the other team is trying to change it into. Mm-hmm. And as these people people come here looking to be productive and make a better life for themselves, they, they have a huge opportunity to change things to the way they should be, you know, more of what the country was founded on. Yeah. And as these entitled younger generation, it's wrong to stereotype people, of course, but they're going to be out on their butts when – all these hardworking people start to figure out their support in the whole world. Right. Thank you, Kevin, for the call tonight. I do appreciate hearing from you. Glad you're listening up there in northern Minnesota to WNMT. Uh, let's go to the other Kevin. This one is calling from all the way across the country in Florida. Kevin, you're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead. Hey, guys. Good to talk with you again. Welcome, I sir. really appreciate you taking the call. Um, wanted to touch base with some of you guys and the people's ideas on secession. Yeah. Uh, it's a 99, 93.3 is the station. It comes out of Tallahassee. Down oh, here. yeah. WVFT really FM. Appreciate nice. Really appreciate you guys being available. Um, well, if you like, if you appreciate Tal- it, then call the station during the week and tell the program director that. Oh, do, you have, do you have an, a contact number for them? I don't have I it don't right in front of me, no, but I'm sure okay, you can just look I'm, it up. I'm sure I can probably find yep. it when I go over there sometime. Anyways, the, the comment on secession, uh, it's... You guys have got so many great topics tonight. But secession, where do you want to go, for example? What do you mean? And more importantly, well, they want to, the guy, for example, we'll take Skeeter out in California. I only heard him tonight, never heard his comments before. Okay. I spent some time in California mountain biking uh, six, seven, eight years ago. And I used to go to a lot of the libraries. If you go to the public libraries in some of the larger cities and towns in California, you can find maps dating back to the 1850s and the 1860s. Mm -hmm. California Republic 
mm-hmm. has always been separate from the several sovereign states of America and was always separate from the United States of America. You have to be aware of the terms that are being used when you discuss when excuse me when you discuss such topics because the concept of secession for economic purposes if you choose to use those green pieces of paper called federal reserve notes that they use the term dollars as slang for mm-hmm. you've consented to become part of the Federal Reserve Corporation. Oh, absolutely. So what wrong. are you going to do? Are you going to secede from that? No, that's that's or absolutely incorrect. You think you can incorrect. still go to an ATM in California and get what bear dollars for the California Republic? Well, that would and, be up to them. Then, I mean, then, if California, okay, okay, exactly. okay. So hold, hold on, hold on. So let's let's that, let's run like a little let, let's run a little topic. hypothetical here. Okay, so let's say yeah. you've got a a, a little uh, uh, say a dry cleaner, right? And you print these mm-hmm. like uh, uh, ten dollar coupons for dry cleaning. Now or, or like you might have. No, hold on, hold hang on, on Kevin. On, he's on, got a, he's got something yeah, he wants on, to yeah. ask ask you about. So now if you if you make these like ten dollar coupons for for dry cleaning, now. You might mm-hmm. have some absolutely nightmarish, oppressive practices that you do for your employees. Now, I'm not consenting to those practices to be practiced on me because I say mm-hmm. give someone a, a silver dime for one of those $10 notes because I think I can mm-hmm. use that to trade for something else that I want. I'm not saying that you can then rule me. I'm not putting myself into that network just because I decide to trade a thing that came out of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So in the same way, that's correct. Right. In the same way, if these Federal Reserve notes are something that I know will reliably be desired by other people, I'm not consenting yep. to any part of your system to do it. I'm not making myself a part of your system uh, in order to trade, say, again, uh, a little silver dime for for that uh, that Federal Reserve note. And that's that's a very valid point to bring up. Uh, Ian, correct. That's Peakless Mountaineer. Okay. Sorry about that. Uh, no you guys are, are slightly similar. I have a small flip phone. Anyways, what I'm bringing out by the point of secession, the purpose of his leaving, what for and to where. For example, the secession of the original southern states leaving the Union because they didn't want Lincoln's stealing of their private land for the greenback concept to pay the Mexican-American war off, among other things, Mm -hmm. that the southern states never consented to, and that Texas, when it came into the Union as an independent republic leaving Mexico, they put in specific components to that contract, and you can go read it, Um, In a couple of different places, Texas has it in a bunch of their handbooks and other places, the uh, requirements that Texas expected as a republic, or they could secede by default. And Mm -hmm. if you remember, about 15 or 20 years ago, maybe, maybe less, maybe it was like 10 years ago, Texas repatriated a large chunk of its own sovereign Republic of Texas gold from 
the Federal Reserve banking system mm. that the e I don't recall that at all. That's an interesting story. Well, yeah, first did. I'm hearing of it. You'll, and I know that in Texas does have uh, something that is fairly uh, secession-friendly in their constitution. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. There's, because there's... they are a republic, yeah. but also the state of Texas, that's all capitalized, municipal corporation, is the thing that the District of Columbia Municipal Corporation has that technically it's supposed to be a 10 square mile area that is part of that land mass. And if you guys remember when we were discussing the concept of Jubilee a couple of weeks ago, or maybe it was a month ago, I forget it was when we discussed it last, it has to do with the land. So if, for example, what is the Jubilee again? You're going to have to recap on that. The, 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 the Jubilee is that the law of return, because the land belongs to the creator, the one that made all the electrons, protons and neutrons that we're all made of. You know, I don't know how to make them. You don't know how to make them. So the creator owns them. Same thing with the land and so on and so forth. You can't own it. So technically, you don't have the right to take a loan out on land it's not jubilee was uh if i recall correctly the term had to do nine years the land goes free back to the family that has been managing it for generations it's like family farms were originally when men and women didn't it have to do with like forgiving debts debt forgiveness correct exactly okay and this goes right into the concept of secession because that federal reserve note for example did not exist prior to 1912, 1913, when it was, you know, rammed through in the midnight of December 23 and 24, because those families that loaned gold to the U.S. government back in the 1880s had the right to have their loan paid back, which was necessary for the trade dollars that were issued from 1873, 75. I'm getting a little lost here, Kevin. Same. But but this is why secession and that concept is so important. Are you doing it for the economic concept? Are you doing it for the self-deficient, like you guys discussed, the libertarian concept? I think think there's no real, like there's not a real distinction between those things. Because like the thing is, well, no, no, no. Property rights is property rights. Now, I own my body. Now, you can call that economic or not, depending on how you want to look at it. But, I mean, it's, it's all the same thing. If I own my body, then when did you get the right to tell my body what to do? Kevin, thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate it. The number here is 603-283-6160. Yeah, I, I don't care what the reason is. I don't care if you want more personal freedom or you want more economic freedom or you want all of the above or you just want to be left alone or whatever your reasons are. If you support decentralization, if you support getting out from underneath the federal thugs, then I support you. And if, if that means you want to go like Californians and become more socialist, and more controlling, and that's what you want, then best of luck to you. I'm glad I don't live there. Uh, But if you want to be like Florida or Texas and become more conservative and start telling people what they can do with their bodies, then, uh, again, y'all should be able to have that if that's what you want to do. If, on the other hand, you want to actually have more freedom in all areas and you're a liberty-minded person, you're a libertarian, a voluntarist, a liberty-loving anarchist, you should be moving to New Hampshire. You should be helping us achieve more liberty here so we can actually have a free place. The study of 
uh, the things that this uh, last caller, Kevin, brought up, uh, you know, uh, the corporations and the all caps letters and mm-hmm. the, yeah. you know, it's pretty esoteric. What, what I don't want is our listeners to be bogged down in the esoteric, uh, you know, sort of bog of yeah. uh, bureaucracy because that's mm-hmm. what it is it's yeah. wordplay mm-hmm. it's just uh, different organizations using wordplay to try and control you yeah and so i'm not in this for any of that mm-hmm. right yeah, and th- i'm in this for humanitarian purposes i think humanity needs to write itself right from all of from the the evils of bureaucracy if you will and the only way to do that is for everyone to be as free as possible you get to be the captain of yourself you get to make all of your own decisions who better than you to Mm -hmm. make those decisions for you now maybe maybe there's a, a subject that you don't know a lot about and you're trying to get into it then you go and you find a leader Right, you don't elect somebody else to lead everybody else. You go right. and find a leader for yourself. Hire yourself somebody, an expert. Hire yourself an expert in that field to teach you a tutor, if you will, to show you the ropes and how to get the thing done that you're trying to get. And then you pay them for the service, and then that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's how you voluntarily contract with somebody. And that's how all human progress has been made up until this point. Yeah, all of this, like, oh well, no, Texas is actually a republic, and California is actually a republic, all and wouldn't that- you know, Pennsylvania, it's really it's really mm-hmm. a commonwealth and none of these are states no no you're wrong and it doesn't matter that that is what's on paper it doesn't matter that that's what was agreed to what matters is what's actually happening mm-hmm. what's actually happening is that the united states federal government is telling you what to do the actual happening is that they can put you in jail for owning a flower that they don't like that's reality that's what's actually happening and it being a republic doesn't make one whit of difference and as for like why are we trying to secede here's my reason i want to see what happens i want to see Mm. what the market creates when we finally get the boot off our neck i don't know what it's going to be i don't know what towns are going to be built i don't know what we're going to do but i want to find out i bet it'll be pretty awesome but we don't know exactly how awesome it'll be it'll certainly be better than what we've got yeah absolutely i mean the the most sound arguments that people have ever made against this is that we might end up back where we are now. <laughs> All the more reason to try it. Right? right. Right. Let me continue here with uh fresh caller on the line. What's your name, sir? Rod Marks. Well, and what is on your mind? Well, I just want to make a comment about the border. I heard him talking earlier and I want to correct him on it. Okay. Where are you calling from? Buell, Minnesota. All right. Very good. Go ahead. Okay, are they on there? You are on the air. Hello? You're on the air right now. Go ahead. Okay, I just want to mention that the border has given us a lot of problems with all the fentanyl and drugs coming across. Well, hold on. I'm going to stop you right there. Uh, The problem comes in when you make drugs illegal, sir. So it is not the border that is causing the fentanyl problem. The problem is drugs are illegal, and so therefore the black market does pretty nasty things to its product in order to debase it and cut it and uh, make it so the dealers make more money, essentially. And you're, you're making an excuse for them. They should not be coming over the border. We have a, we're supposed to have a closed border. Those that want to come in can come in the legal way. That's a and bunch of not, nonsense. Child have you ever seen, sir, have you ever seen the Statue of Liberty? Yes, I have. Do you know what is inscribed on the Statue of Liberty, the poem that is inscribed there? Uh, no, I've seen it from a distance. Yeah. I've also not actually been 
personally to see it. I mean, I've also seen it from a distance, but there is uh, some very beautiful poetry that is inscribed upon it. It is called The New Colossus, and it is pretty short, but it is essentially all about welcoming people. Shall I read it for you? We do welcome people, but they can come legally, not illegally. No, 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 sir. When this was put up, you could just come on in back when, you know, you just roll on in and find a place to stay, get some property, well, the, set up your house. You didn't have to ask bit, some bureaucrat. Right, sir, do you support big government? Do you support? You don't let anybody talk. I have a question for you. Do you support big government? Uh, no. No, you don't. Okay. Uh, now you go right ahead and you say what you're going to say. All right. The people coming illegally are bringing in drugs and child trafficking, which is going to be a real problem. And we should not have an open border. We have entry points where they can come in legally, and we accept them. And they want to be a citizen. Fake and, news, and sir. Fake news. Europe, the people that came in from Europe were people that wanted to come here and be citizens. They studied our history and language and they made good citizens they wanted to be part of america it is fake news sir that you can just roll on up to some checkpoint and that you'll be able to just come into the united states and make a new life for yourself here no there's a ton of paperwork a mountain of paperwork as it has been described there's application fees you better hire a lawyer because you sure as hell can't understand how to do it especially if you don't speak uh, native english but even if you do good luck reading all the legalese and all the stupid nonsense these politicians have written down tell me sir do you trust politicians no, I don't. Okay, I want, to, I want to hold on to your call. You said your name was Rodney? Yes. All right, hang on, Rodney. We're going to bring you back here in a moment. Uh, Rodney is trotting out all of the current talking points of the conservatives that are out there. Just to be clear, the liberals love these restrictions, too. Uh, but this is the new, new thing. Oh, human trafficking. Oh, fentanyl. The Chinese fentanyl. we got to stop it with the military. Hour number three is coming up. It is Free Talk Live. Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. Kicking off the third hour here. Live Saturday show. You can join us here. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Here joining you tonight, it's Ian. Beagles Mountaineer. And the Reverend Captain Kickass. And you can join us online. Just head over to freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features there. In fact, one of those features is our own social media platform. We run the thing. It's on our server. It's called social.freetalklive.com. Yeah, you're probably, if you're on social media, you're probably on one of those big mega corporate uh, tech overlord companies like Facebook or Twitter. And you can stay there if you want to. Not saying you have to leave, but what you might want to consider is joining a freedom-friendly platform like ours, social.freetalklive.com. You can continue doing your thing on the not-freedom-friendly platform, and you can say the same things if you want or different things on social.freetalklive.com, and you don't have to worry about getting uh, banned for them because we have two rules on our server. One is don't spam, so if you are a spammer, you're not welcome. Uh, but if you, uh, number two, the other rule is don't snitch. If you see somebody saying something you don't like, keep it to yourself and hit the block button. We don't care if you don't like it. Whenever somebody sends a report to us, all we do is ignore it. So 
Don't even waste your time with it. Go to social.freetalklive.com as we go back to Rod, who is on the line. Uh, was it Michigan, Rodney, where you were calling from? I'm sorry, I forgot. Minnesota. Minnesota. All right. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to uh, get back into this discussion because I thought you 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 know you were bringing up an important issue. It's the one we started the show with, which is immigration and the various different restrictions. And you started out by kind of uh, you know bringing up the standard conservative talking points of the moment, which are that fentanyl is bad, therefore uh, we need to stop immigrants because fentanyl's crossing the Mexican border. And people are crossing the Mexican border in the the form of human so-called trafficking, uh, which I'm not going to deny happens. Assuredly, it it does. But these are the results of prohibitions. Whenever you prohibit something, in the case of uh, drugs or in the case of humans, if you prohibit people from having and moving and sharing or selling these things, then you're going to get the black market doing all of those things, which is going to make that even more dangerous. It's going to, in the case of the war on drugs, create more dangerous drugs, such as crack cocaine, such as methamphetamine, such as, in this case, fentanyl. And so the solution to this problem, which will continue to be a problem no matter how much force you intend to apply to the border, uh, is going to be to legalize drugs completely so, therefore, people can buy their heroin down at Walgreens for a dollar a bottle and not have to worry that it's going to have fentanyl uh, laced into it. So that's your solution. What did you want to do about it, Rod? Well, definitely not make it legal because we have enough problem with drugs in this country the way it is. They don't need the drugs to live a normal life. And also I'd like to bring up about all the things that the administration is doing right now with Besides the high inflation and problems that we have, but the school problems. Well, hold that we on, have hold on. I don't want to go too far. I don't want to go too far afield. I mean, I'm happy to talk about schools and and inflation. Yeah, and, you said and what, all of that. you said what you don't want to do, but what do you want to do about fentanyl? Because, like, from my perspective, I mean, even if I've got like just a magic wand, I'm going to wave my magic wand, and there is now a force field. It is impenetrable between Mexico and the United States. I got to tell you, do you really think that that would stop fentanyl from getting in? And even if you yes. could, even if I could wave it another magic wand and, and secure the entire border, do you really think that no one here is going to make it? It would stop the most of the problem. Yes, it would. That's and not uh, how markets border, work. Border Patrol agrees with that. They say <laughs> that they can't control it because there's too many coming across the border. Well, they have and, a vested uh, interest in you believing that. No, they don't. They're trying to protect our country. They're trying <laughs> to keep their job. Our president should be doing right now. Border Border Patrol is trying to keep their job. Do you think that's not true? Well, that is their job to protect our border and keep drugs out and illegals. And the Criminals. more you believe that that works, the more secure their job is and the more power and money they get. Now, wait a minute. Rod, you had said earlier, because I asked you, do you like big government? And you said no. But yet here you well, are saying that you just think that Border Patrol is so great. Do you think that governments do a really good job, that government agencies do a good job at the things that they do? Well, right now with the administration we have, they're not trying to do anything. They're ruining oh. our country. 
But wait a minute, aren't they the same bureaucrats? I mean, weren't the Border Patrol bureaucrats at the Mexican border pretty much the same guys that they were under Trump, under Obama, under all the previous presidents? I mean, obviously they change out over time with age, but I don't think a bunch of bureaucrats in the federal government decided they were going to up and quit their jobs just because Trump got elected or just because Biden got elected. I mean, they're getting sweet, sweet paychecks in those jobs, and they're getting all those benefits, and they just hang on for 20 years. They get a you know, sweet retirement, a pension fund. I mean, you don't think these guys are up and quitting over some pet, you know, peddly, uh, piddly president changing out, do you? Oh, you don't even want to admit what the administration is doing to our country. You didn't they're answer the question. It- they're trying to make it a socialist country, and you know that. So is Donald Trump, dude. They're all a bunch of socialists oh. in Washington, D.C., and, no, and that much not. we would agree on as far as them trying to push socialism. But the the Border Patrol is part of the government. Yeah, the, I don't know if you noticed, but the Border Patrol is a socialist program. They steal we, people's we money, a, and this is a top-down, to ordered wall. thing. He didn't hear you because he we was talking. We need to complete the wall across oh, the border. Blah, so blah. Blah, blah, blah. You definitely didn't hear any of what we're saying. No, no. Yeah. Uh, the, the way things are currently doesn't work for any of the things that you... Uh, want to be done uh, by the government, right? Government can't stop drugs. They can't even stop drugs from getting into the prison system. That's true. Much less getting into the country. So that doesn't work. It has never worked, and it will never work. Prohibition doesn't work. Right. Read a freaking history That's book. what he's talking about. Rod is literally talking about creating a prison country. That he wants to have a wall up around the border. He wants to have armed guards all over the place. So what you're saying is, Rod, you want the Border Patrol to get bigger, don't you? Every country in the world protects their borders. So that was a question. You want the Border Patrol to get bigger, don't you? No, I want them to be able to do their job. The administration is preventing them from doing That's a load of garbage. That's total propaganda. Joe Biden has been cracking down on the border. He's been separating people from their families. He's been, you know, just as much of a tyrant as uh, as Donald Trump. It's a load of garbage. They were they were literally lassoing people in a river just a couple of years ago. There was video footage of that. There's video footage of it. I saw the actual men on horseback who were the border patrol capturing people. Sir, it happened. Fake news, like fake news again. Okay, so what's going to happen is you think a Republican's going to get in, and then all of a sudden the Border Patrol is going to become this efficient agency? No, they'll get some help from the government, yes. What does that mean they're going to get help from the government? What are you talking about? Right now they can't even deport them. Sir, they are the government. When you you say they're going to get help from the government, what are you referring to? Our federal government, you know what I'm talking about. They are thugs. Okay, governments are thugs. They are lunatics. They are despots. They are tyrants, the federal tyrants. Yes, we know exactly who they are. What about them? You trust these people? You trust the government, sir? You sound like a socialist, too. (laughs) (laughs) Let me ask you, Rob. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me ask you, Rod. Why don't you like socialism? Well, do you? I don't. I don't. I don't. I definitely don't. And I can tell you, I, I, I can tell you my We've least favorite thing about countries. Hmm? 
Sorry, guys. We've seen it in many countries. Yes, and sir. What it's done yeah, to you are correct. Like, absolutely. And it will okay. fail here, too. That right. is absolutely, absolutely true. And here's the thing. I don't want socialism for any of this. I don't want socialism to secure my borders any more than I want socialism to grow my food. Because it's just as good at both of those. Well, <laughs> We, we need to protect our borders. Yeah, yeah, sure, so, right. sure. We do need to protect. We do need to protect our personal property. But I tell you, socialism ain't the way to do it. I, I have a question for Rod. Rod, how much, how much money do you think the government should give the Border Patrol to make them effective? What do you think it would cost to, to build the wall, to finance enough uh, employees uh, to they you know, had, secure listen, the border? You know, they've had enough material down there on the border if they would have completed it. The administration did not let them finish the wall. Do you think a couple this billion dollars might do the trick? There. Do you think the a couple... material is laying there rusting? Rod, I'm asking you a question. Do you think a couple billion dollars might do the trick? Oh, no, we don't need billions of dollars like oh. they're doing now. Oh, because they have a, a budget of uh, $25 billion. Nearly $25 billion is earmarked for U.S. Customs and Border Protection and Immigration and Customs Enforcement, an increase of almost $800 million over the 2023 level. So that's next year's budget is what you're saying. Yeah. Wow. The Border Patrol says they're not being allowed to do their job. They're liars. Yeah, many, again, many of them again you got to... Okay, if I am being paid more, if you believe a thing... I'm going to tell you that's the truth. When since when do you believe government agencies, Rod? I mean, are you really that are you that much of a sucker that you believe no, what I'm government I'm believing all the people that have been to the border, including representatives and senators. Do you think those people are not time. dishonest? Don't you think politicians think, are liars, sir? I don't think you've been to the border. Actually, I have. But uh you don't think politicians are liars, sir? Not all of them, no. We've got a few good ones. <laughs> How old are you? Because you sound a little up in your years. I'm surprised you haven't learned by now in your life that these people are the scum of the earth, that these politicians are sociopathic, oh, are, psychopathic are, lunatics who are trying to destroy freedom, sir. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's the reality yeah. of it. Whether, yeah. you wanna well, it. it or, whether you want to believe it or not, that's the reality of it. Yeah, an honest man cannot compete with a liar when it comes to promising people things they want. What was the last honest president in your mind? I think uh, Trump. <laughs> wow. Before that. Trump, huh? So he likes actors. Yes. So Trump. Did he drain the swamp? Did he drain the swamp, sir? He tried to. No, he, he did of- not. <laughs> that man hired Anthony Fauci. You want to tell me he drained the swamp? Well, that was a mistake. I agree. Yeah, that was one of many mistakes. Mm. He hired the swamp. Yeah. He promised us oh. he would drain it, oh, and he gave them board. their job. No, no. See, he that's needs four more right years. There. He's been pulling the drain plug, but it's just too hard. He's got to, It takes a few more years to get that thing out of there, right? So he just needs four more years, right? And then he's going to clean house. The swamp was there already. I understand that. You think he's going to clean house, though, if he gets elected again? That'll be what it takes, another four years? Or will there just be more excuses? Yes, I think it'll help. We'll get rid of some of them. Yeah, sure, bro. Thanks for the call tonight, Rob. I appreciate it. I do appreciate hearing from you, even though you're absolutely delusional. I was going to, yeah, that was the word I was going to use to describe him. That guy is delusional. He's, uh, the problem is, is like, Rod is so stuck 
in the Fox News mm-hmm. narrative. Yep, absolutely. Right, and he's unable to open his mind to the possibility that he might be wrong. And exactly like leftists, I know everything he. I I already know everything this man believes mm-hmm. because it is just a regurgitation of what one side of the corporate media said. Yep. yep. And just like any, you know purple-haired person who starts talking to me about uh, how we need to have Medicare for all. I know everything they believe because it's all just talking points that got spouted from the other side of corporate media. And both of them are talking pieces for the most corrupt monsters on earth. And I mean, he talks about, oh, well, we'll stop the human trafficking. And I mean, I think a lot of people, they think sex trafficking when they when they That's think what about they think of. Yeah, you know yeah. what? I don't think that closing the border is going to stop the human trafficking of, say, Jeffrey Epstein and his buddies. Hell no. And I got to tell you, those are the human traffickers I'm concerned with. Epstein was on a private jet. He can just fly right over that border. Right. <laughs> those are the ones that I'm worried about. Yeah. Uh, like, I, I get it. It's not a good thing. But like. Fix one problem at a time, shall by, we? By the way, wasn't uh, what was the branch of government that that was found to be the largest importer of cocaine? A CIA. I think it was the CIA. It sure. The yeah, Cocaine yeah. Importation yeah, yeah. Agency, yeah. also known as Creeps in Action. Yeah, and you know maybe we wouldn't have such a giant fentanyl problem if uh, we hadn't sent the United States military to secure the opium fields of Afghanistan. Weird. Yeah, hmm. they did that too. Yeah. Maybe we wouldn't have so many opium addicts, and then we wouldn't have all this problem with fentanyl. Yeah, it's just so sad. I mean, to to hear people after fifty years of this war on drugs that has been an absolute abject failure from any metric that you look at. Yeah. Uh, even a conservative should be able to understand the amount of money that has been spent on the war on drugs, which is in, I believe, the trillions. At this point, let alone all the human lives that have been wasted. I know a lot of conservatives don't really care about that, but they do care about finance, supposedly. And just looking at the raw money should be an indication that this is a failed project. This is a failed uh, war, but yet they want to amp it up. They want to go down. Now some of them want to go to war with Mexico, with the drug cartels in Mexico, which is the most insane idea yet. I mean, it took 50 years for this to go even more insane than it has been in the past 50 years. Yeah, and these are all just different versions of the same argument of if we don't have socialism here, then we'll have more socialism. If we don't mm-hmm. have socialism securing our border, then we'll have socialism. If oh, we no, don't no, no. have See, you're missing it. It's not socialism when they do it. It's conservatism. See, you force, they're forcing people to fund conservatism. It's not socialism when they do it. It's just like it's not murder when the police kill people. Yeah. But they're socializing the cost. Indeed. That's exactly what they're doing. They'll never admit to it because they want to have their big government uh, military. They want to have their big government border patrol. They want to have, uh, I think it's Mark, uh, who our, our co-host always says, the conservatives love big government when it's agencies that have guns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Of and course, the Democrats love their guns, too. I mean, oh, they do. Yeah. Let's be clear. Yeah, And that is just this indelible blind spot where they just cannot think the thought that the military is socialist absolutely look at their hospitals look look at every (laughs) look at the definition of socialism look at the way that the military operates it is 100 percent socialist like there is no difference between these two 
And yet they cannot think the thought Mm -hmm. that the military is socialist. They cannot imagine that maybe there are more effective ways than this to accomplish the goal of security. That maybe the free market would provide us a better service in this area. If only it were allowed to try. Let's go to the phone, see your caller. You're on Free Talk Live. What's your name? Will. Will, you're on the air. Um, you guys brought up a lot of interesting points with that last caller, and uh, mainly immigration. So I hire a bunch of Hispanic people, Guatemalans, Venezuelans, mm-hmm. um, Mexicans, some of them illegal, some of them not. Um, guys like him, I think they just they only listen to the news, and they don't actually go out and actually experience the world that these people live in for themselves. I mean, they're a strong family. They're here to work mm-hmm. uh, for the most part that I find. Um, so like these, you know, they're just drug peddlers. Uh, I don't know how true that actually is um, in my experience. And so I think it's very important you guys hit back on that. Yeah, well, it, it helps when people who actually have experience with these things can call in and actually explain their real life experience. And and like I was saying, uh, Jay Noon, our co-host on Thursday nights, he's had this experience. You have had uh, this experience, Will, where you've worked with these people, you've hired uh, these people, and for the most part, they fit the uh, the mold of a very hardworking individual, somebody who's here to help their family and take care of themselves. Uh, and help their communities out if only they were welcomed if only they were welcomed with uh, with open arms from these conservatives the conservatives would win every single election absolutely and that actually takes you back to the statue of liberty because what um we took a trip to new york recently and i learned something about the statue of liberty is that at her feet are chains and those chains are broken and she's actually taken a step forward out of bondage wow i did not even know know that can even yeah, so it's an even more powerful message of freedom, you know, stepping out from the bondage of the king. And I find it ironic that it's now in the least free state of yeah, the nation. That is incredibly ironic. Uh, in fact, I have the poem here. I did pull it up earlier oh, nice. when we were talking with Rod. Uh, I'll just read it. It's short. Uh, Emma Lazarus from November 2nd of 1883. It is called The New Colossus. Not like the brazen giant of Greek fame. With conquering limbs astride from land to land, here at our sea-washed sunset gate shall stand a mighty woman with a torch, whose flame is the imprisoned lightning, and her name, Mother of Exiles. From her beacon hand glows worldwide welcome. Her mild eyes command the air-bridged harbor that Twin Cities frame. Keep ancient lands your storied pomp, cries she with silent lips. Give me your tired your poor, your huddled masses yearning to breathe free, the wretched refuse of your teeming shore. Send these, the homeless, tempest-tossed to me. I lift my lamp beside the golden door. Now that is it. That's the end of that poem. And it is very clearly inviting the poor to the United States. It is very clearly inviting people who are looking for freedom. It's not saying you need to come fill out a reams of paperwork in order to ex- lawyer. experience that freedom. That is the uh, that is the contraindication of freedom. The fact that there's a bunch of bureaucrats waiting around to take paperwork and application fees and have you jump through a bunch of hoops is proof that this is false at this point. That the dream of freedom in America is nothing more than propaganda and that it, it 
if it was true at one time, it certainly hasn't been true for a very long time. It's really sad. Well, and that's why, you know, I know you've kind of reformed the show a little bit, but you guys being on the air and accepting calls, it's so important because this message is so important. And you guys do a great job of getting it out there. You do a great job of debating with the callers. Um, uh, it, your ability to do that quite amazes me. Um, well, thank you for the kind words like tonight. The and uh, like it that. is always refreshing when we get calls from people who aren't the regulars. And we've had a few of those tonight. And it has been really, uh, it's been a lot of fun. But Saturday nights tend to be better for that because we do have more radio stations airing the show and more of them airing the show live on Saturday nights than compared to our, our weekday show. Uh, but thanks for the call tonight. And thanks for your, your thoughts on this issue. I do appreciate it. Uh, the number here is 603-283-6160. If you want to jump in, there is uh, an open line for you. Also, we do have our SIP line that's always almost always available if you want to call in over the internet. You can go to sip.freetalklive.com to get step-by-step instructions on how to get that set up on your smart device. That's sip.freetalklive.com. Give me your tired, your poor, your huddled masses yearning to breathe free. The number here is 603-283-6160. If only that were the case. Those are the ones they're trying to keep out. It's Free Talk Live. time if you want to join the show you can the number here is 603-283-6160 make a note that is the same number you will need later on tonight at 10 30 eastern time when these guys return to the microphones and it'll be for beard talk live which will be happening that's uh, about a three hour long show typically 10 10 30 eastern about 1 30 eastern yes sir it is without radio so it is internet only uh you can therefore say pretty much anything you want to on beard talk live there's no fcc that gets in the way so uh, stay tuned for that it'll be on our video streaming platforms one of which is odyssey which you can find over at watch.freetalklive.com that is watch.freetalklive.com as we go back to your phone calls here and uh, we'll start things out with chad he is on the line in michigan go ahead chad is it is it hey what's going on guys is it is it taco chad this is this is Chad from Michigan, <laughs> dude. What's nice. up? Yeah, this was, guy was at the. He was at Porkfest. Yeah, I had the tacos. They were great. The, great tacos. Yeah. Say hi to Fonz and uh, Odie for I me. I paid in goldbacks, which oh. was even better. Odie's sitting right here. He can say hi. <laughs> what's up, Odie? <laughs> hey. Yeah. So what's no, on your I'm mind? I'm glad you guys. Sorry. What? What's on your mind? Go ahead. Yeah, I'm glad you guys uh, brought up with the uh, the caller a couple callers back about well, I'm, after he was off the air, the fact that it's largely the U.S. government or intelligence agencies within that are running most of the drugs. Mm. Along with the, with the human trafficking, no wall is going to stop it. I mean, if people look into, for instance, the Johnny Gosh case or the Franklin scandal, there's an enormous amount of human trafficking that occurs right within our borders all the time. And mm. uh, if you want to read up on it, there's a journalist named Nick Bryant who's written a couple of very good books, uh, The Franklin Scandal and Confessions of a D.C. Madam, where he basically outlines a human child trafficking ring that was in the United States for decades before Epstein. Mm. And it well, does yeah, Epstein's the tip of the iceberg. I mean, Epstein's just somebody who 
he must have pissed somebody yeah. off. Skank right? is the one that got caught. Yeah, he he crossed somebody, the, crossed the wrong person, and they 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 pay, made him pay for it. Uh, it's known but, as the fall guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that that's the that's the tip of the iceberg, and Trump really helped cover that up. I mean, Alex Acosta, who was the labor secretary under Trump, if you want to talk about draining the swamp, uh, <laughs> Donald Trump uh, did not drain the swamp. I mean, in my opinion, he became Swamp Thing. Uh, Acosta, <laughs> was, Acosta was the uh, federal prosecutor who was in charge of, of Epstein's case, and he's the one who gave him the sweetheart deal, said it was because he was told it was above his pay grade right. and that... Epstein was intelligence, and then Trump ended up making him labor secretary. And same with Robert Barr, actually, uh, was involved directly with not only Epstein, but the Franklin scandal uh, when he was working in the Bush administration to cover that up. And his father uh, actually hired Jeffrey Epstein at the Dalton School for his first uh, math teaching job. Uh, So, I mean, Trump is up to his ears in this stuff, and the conservatives need to understand that. You know, it's, it's... when you look at the at, at what's happened with the drug and human trafficking, it's largely been through Republican administrations, actually, the, the Reagans and the Bushes. Um, what do the conservatives you know, say? I mean, so we're talking about Epstein. What is the conservative excuse? Because there's always excuses with Trump, right? Oh, well, he just didn't have enough time. Or he didn't just didn't. Oh, he didn't know what he was getting into. Or 3,000 D chess. He just or, made a mistake. Or Yeah, right. So there's always these excuses. What do they say when you bring up that Trump was flying on Epstein's Lolita Airline Express on more than one occasion? Well, the, well, I mean, basically what conservatives want to say is that Trump had no idea what was going on, just like everyone connected with Epstein. Everyone said that <laughs> Dershowitz, Gates. I'm, I'm sure he had you know. nothing to do with that, Ian. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. And, and I got to say, Trump, so there was a sorry. comment that he made when asked about Epstein where he's like, yeah, he likes him really young. He did say that, yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he knew. Mm-hmm. Oh, of course he did. In fact, Donald Trump and Jeffrey Epstein were supposed to be deposed together right before Donald Trump won the Republican nomination in a rape case of a 12-year-old girl that was actually corroborated by two other witnesses, uh, including a procurer of Epstein's. And they dropped the case. And when I looked into why they dropped the case, it was interesting because usually it's, oh, you know, they get paid off or whatever. And, and they drop it. But in this instance, it was because of death threats. So, uh, and, and also Epstein actually said that Donald Trump was uh, one of the most interesting people uh, that he could think of. He made a list of people who he, who he could eat dinner with. Uh, and uh, Donald Trump was on that dinner party list. Yeah. Um, I well, they were neighbors. That they were neighbors, yeah. literally, yeah. yeah. I mean, they, they know each other really well. That's the thing is that it's all a bunch of charades. It's it's mm-hmm. it's like professional wrestling, which Donald Trump is a is an acolyte of, by right. the way. I mean, he's when, when you uh, that's true. Career. He's actually appeared on WWE has, yeah. in mm-hmm. the past. But uh, you know, when you show the conservatives Bill Clinton's name on the Epstein uh, guest list on the Lolita Express, of course, then the response: Well, yeah, Bill Clinton. Well, he knew all about it, of course. Right, yeah, right. but oh, Trump. Well, yeah, he just didn't see anything. Well, and I think it. <laughs> I think it bears repeating whenever Trump is brought up. Like we have to look at Trump, the man, as far as his accomplishments. He's a he wants the fame, he wants the limelight, right? Yeah. So he's that yeah. kind of guy, and he's had it for most of his life. Sure. Now, all of his businesses 
have uh, been abject failures, right? Bankruptcy, you know, that kind of thing. His money, he didn't make the money. He got it from daddy, right? He, yeah, and so, you know, it, like, he still does have businesses, so, like, but he has bankrupted more businesses than wow. any sane businessman can. So, he's not a very good businessman, <laughs> uh, but what is no, he good terrible. at? But what is he good at? Well, he's acting. good at acting. Marketing. Exactly, Chad. Chad Self-promotion. On the head. He's oh, yeah. good at acting, and so, what does that mean? He's good at doing what other people tell him to act like. And so that's why he became president, because they went, we need a guy who's really good at following what we tell him to do and say. Mm-hmm. So I can't let you bring yeah. up the uh, uh, professional wrestling without voicing my belief in the inevitability of President Dwayne The Rock Johnson in our future. Let's get ready to rumble! Yeah. Uh, but I wanted to, I wanted to hold on, I, I wanted to ask you, hold on, so you were saying they, they dropped the case because of death threats? Yeah, the, the, uh, yes, the, uh, before the deposition, um, the victim dropped the case, uh, because of death threats. Oh, the victim dropped the case because of death threats. Gotcha. Yes. Mm. You don't happen yes. to, you don't happen to remember the, the name of the, of the case or the victim by any chance, do you? Well, the victim wasn't named. It was a Jane Doe. If you want, I gotcha. can find the reference and I'll, I can post it in the Odyssey, uh, in the Odyssey chat, but it'll take me a minute. I appreciate it. What's your username in there? Uh, Probably Chadillac. All right, very good. Keep an eye out. Anything else you want to share? Uh, I guess that's it. I'm probably going to call into Beard Talk Live, too. But, uh, yeah, I guess that's it right for now. On. All right, sounds good, man. Thanks for the call tonight. Thanks, I appreciate Chad. it. Uh, killer Tacos at, yeah. at Porkfest. But dude's smart, too. Yeah. And, like, he's got, you know, he's got people working for him. Yeah. You know, I mean, he's an entrepreneur. Got it together. You know, he's a knowledgeable guy about all sorts of things, obviously. Right. So, you know. Let's continue here with uh, more of your calls and thoughts. We have Dana on the line in Michigan. Go ahead, Dana, listening in Grand Rapids to WTKG. Hi, guys. Hey, um, Ian, I'm specifically directing this. I have several points I want to make. I'll make them quick. We're at the end. Um, I've talked to you about this before over the years. Um you got to stop the condescension. First of all, you're supposed to respect your elders, whether you agree with them or not. How about they earn it? See, yeah, people earn respect, fa- Dana. No, I'm not going to let, let you finish. No, no because no, we're going to talk about re- what you just brought up. This is the thing. People think they can call in and go through a laundry list of 10 or 5 different things, and then we're going to talk about it? This no. ain't Twitter. This ain't Facebook. Yeah. This is a conversation. We're going to talk about and it forth. right now. This is one of the most common lines is that oh you gotta respect your elders and no human beings only get the respect they earn i do not give i mean i'll I'll give somebody a respect for being a human but that doesn't mean that i think they're going to be better than somebody else or that they're wiser than somebody else just because they've been around longer at what age does somebody become an elder i if you guys would be quiet and let the caller talk once in a while we all know what all three of you think now listen you give respect to everyone until they don't deserve it. That man did not deserve being laughed at because then what you do is what man? you're putting yourself that older. Are you man. talking about Rod? You put your Yes. Yeah. You put yourself in the same boat as those on the left. We had Rod on the air for more than a segment. We held him over through a commercial break. We brought him back. We had him on for a very long time. Rod had plenty of chances to express himself. 
And all Rod had to say was the same old conservative talking points. He didn't get anything else out beyond what he heard on Fox News. And if you don't expect us to call a spade a spade, you're listening to the wrong show. And now, do you respect Anthony Fauci? Because he's your elder. Oh, no, no. Oh, oh, so there's an exception for for whether you've earned that respect or you've earned disrespect. I didn't say no to that. You said respect you your elders. He's your elder. You went off and didn't let me finish. I, I started to say, no, that's not what I mean. You give respect to everyone, and you defer to your elders until they deserve your disrespect. I he deserves we were... my disrespect because he's advocating violence against peaceful people. And so by that, uh, Rod was and Anthony Fauci uh, both do the same thing there. And we were very respectful towards Rod, okay? We kept him on the air. He had plenty of a chance to express himself. You're just mad because you agree with Rod, likely, and you don't, you know, he got demolished on the air, frankly. You're not listening to the point. Let me What's the point? Shouting isn't going to help you, Dana. Why don't you just calm down? The the point is, is that when you laugh like that, Ian, you turn off would-be libertarians or people that may be open to what you guys believe in. And that's what the left does. Another point I have. If you say something absurd, we're going to laugh at you. Sorry. We are not. And we also encourage the people who see how absurd what he's saying is. And we let them know that they're not the only ones that see how absurd this is. Yeah, people that are just completely brainwashed. the libertarians and conservatives have more in common. You guys are they do not believe it. They absolutely do not. Conservatives brought us the USA Patriot Act. This is a total myth. This whole idea that liberals or sorry, libertarians and conservatives are just two peas in a pod. They're just really, really similar. This is is, uh, the the government's method, the propagandization to get folks to believe that libertarians are conservatives and they are not. Yeah, and we've seen this. Another Dana. point I was going. Another point I was going to make is Ian. I whether I agree with you or not, and many times we have not agreed. But I never ever have thought of you or any of the other hosts as. And I want to define what I'm saying. Ignorant means just not knowing. Stupid is either having access to the information or knowing and still believing the same way. And one thing I'm disappointed, you read that poem from Lazarus, and you don't even know the history. The reason why she mentioned the poor and the immigrants was they, and I had this conversation with P. Quest back in February. The history is they built the statue. They shifted over. They didn't have a base to put it on, and they didn't, the government didn't have the funds. So they had Emma Lazarus write this heart pull, pulling heartstrings, tear jerking little poem on there so that the immigrants who were already here, because I'm going to tell you guys, I'm only second generation in this country. And the immigrants who are already here, they were trying to entice them to donate and they did and they built it. Now I got one more comment. So what? That what does that have to do with anything? How, do, how does that detract from the message of the poem? You miss used the poem you were what? using it to make your argument and it was a false argument that is total that- nonsense dana and i cannot uh. believe 
that first uses, of all, how does one misuse art? Yeah, I mean, I can't believe that you think that the uh, the words of the new Colossus are somehow just like a fundraiser, and they have absolutely no <laughs> oh, meaning. Oh, it's What's <laughs> absolutely no meaning uh, whatsoever towards welcoming the poor and the unwanted from the various different tyrannical governments around the world? Here, it's very crystal clear to anyone who reads it. It is not a complex poem, and uh, the fact that you don't get it, in, I'm in, sorry. Instead of Instead of bloviating and talking over me and cutting me off, why don't you read the history and then we can. I we don't can care what the history of the poem is. I'm glad that they were able to get enough money to get the plaque put on the Statue of Liberty. Good for them. I'm glad it was a fundraiser. That doesn't take away from its beauty and the words and the message that is contained within it. Similarly, if you hire an artist to make art. You know, that doesn't necessarily, just because they're getting paid doesn't mean that it's not a beautiful piece of art that they create. You that, are you that dense? I'm telling you the message oh, wasn't. I thought you didn't like Why don't you scream it the a little message, louder? Maybe then it'll get through my thick head. The message wasn't what you're using the message for. Madam, we read the, the poem. The message is clear. If you want to ignore it, that is your choice. That's obviously what you're going to do. But I'd like to point out, since you're cr critiquing how we handled Rod when he called in earlier, uh, it was Rod who did the name calling. He was the one who called us socialists on the air more than one time. No one on I this show that. called him stupid. We did not call him any name like that during that conversation. I heard that. Is he ignorant? I heard that. He is certainly ignorant. I heard that. Mm -hmm. I heard that. Yeah. But when you guys, when you guys um, claim open borders, I told you, Ian, Mark and I have had this um, discussion before, and Mark and I came to the agreement that if you get rid of all the welfare for these people, and, and that includes schooling, hospitals, mm -hmm. everything, then I got, I got no problem with it. All right, it. great. Well, let's get rid of all the welfare. Thank you yep. for the call tonight, Dana. Agreed. Uh, the problem is... Most of the, the people, and if we still had Rod on the line, this would have been a question, a good question to ask. We do like to ask the conservatives this question is, uh, do you agree with getting rid of welfare? And you will be shocked at how many of them say, <laughs> we can't get rid of welfare. I mean, I've got my retirement coming up. I, so I need my Social Security. I paid into that program. You know, there's there's almost zero interest. Dana being an exception, apparently. But there's very little interest in the at least callers who call themselves conservatives that call this show yep. to actually get rid of welfare. They're fine with cut cut off the the brown people from the welfare, but we gotta have white uh, we gotta have white people welfare. We need to get take care of them trailer parks, corporate welfare. Oh, that too. Uh, let's continue here and talk to Jet. He's on the line, calling from wherever he is. Go ahead, Jet. Yeah, well, I'm one of these irregular callers. <clears throat> But I wanted to weigh in on the, um, uh, you know, the Mexican thing crossing the border, that kind of thing. You really the are fact, irregular, Jet. We appreciate <laughs> that. No, I definitely was this week. Um, <laughs> the um, the thing is that all these states we live in are separate countries, and we cross the borders all the time. But I wanted to say something about, you know, the, the Mexican workers. Now, um, I've done a whole bunch of different things in my life, and one of which was about 10 years ago was I was running storm damage crews down in the southeast, mm -hmm. and uh, and the roofing, mostly roofing crews, and um, we 
we had, I would say the vast majority, nine out of 10 were Mexicans. Mm-hmm. And I got to tell you, they out outworked the white boys like so mad, so badly. I'm not surprised. Um, I believe it. And that's I, um, hard work, by the way. I've never done it, but I understand roofing is the most dangerous profession in the United States. It is more dangerous, uh, I think, even than logging. Uh, it is certainly way more dangerous than being a cop. Being a roofer is incredibly risky. Well, it's uh, it's it's maddening. It's so hot. Yeah. Um, in the summertime. Uh, another situation was I lived in Houston. I lived all over the U.S. And I lived in Houston for a while, and I got this house in foreclosure and I had it remodeled and and the Mexicans did it they did such perfect work at, at the best price it was just and fast it was just amazing now, I had those guys around here man <laughs> the uh, here where I am wherever that is um, I go to this tire shop it's a family of Mexicans and once again excellent 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 work uh, half the price um, great people, just amazing situations. Like, and like, a, we cross borders all the time Indeed. in these different countries. These, um, uh, these states have their own capitals, their own flags, their own laws, their own. These are separate countries that are somehow mm-hmm. agreed it's okay that we cross. Yep, that's you know, a great point. Uh, and if, in fact, some caller uh, was confused about that. And, and this is the part that the United States does uh, with the obfuscation of language that I'm sure, Jet, you can appreciate. And that is they've sort of obfuscated the word state, right? When I use the word state now, uh, I mean, well, government. Any government. Right? Any government at any level. It could be federal, it could be state, it could be county, it could be local. I mean, the state. Whereas. Violent game. Yeah, whereas, like, I grew up thinking that state meant oh, New Hampshire or Texas or Alabama or New mm-hmm. Jersey or whatever, right? And that everything else was a country. I didn't understand what the word state really even meant. And it wasn't until I got my definitions in order that I was able to use them a little more appropriately. How can how can Rhode Island be a state and Alaska be a state? It's just this whole concept. It's just a bunch of gangs that got together and said, okay, this is a territory. You can't come in here, so uh, look out. Bingo. Anyway, it, it just bugs me. Thank you, Jet, for the call tonight. I appreciate it. Let's continue. Well, and, and the reason that they can't acknowledge that the, that states have the level of, uh, of authority of a country is because that would imply that they had the ability to leave the union of states. Oh, like secession, for example? Right. And it also implies that since the state has greater power than the union, that the individual has greater power than the state. And that is the thought that they cannot allow. Oh, wouldn't that be nice? Let's continue. We have Bad Slave in New Hampshire. Go ahead, Bad Slave. Thanks for taking my call. Just to be real quick, I am I am uh, really disappointed in the major changes you guys have made to the show. Okay. I uh, I, I I'm I'm a lover of the caller. That's okay? nice. I, and and you 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 know what. Took three of the calling in uh, days out of the yeah, run. Yeah, we did. We explained it at the beginning of the show. There's a blog post up over at freetalklive.com. I wrote extensively about it a couple weeks ago when we put this into play. And the reality is, uh, you may love the callers, but 
Uh, I'm getting kind of tired of it. So I'm tired of the same people calling in over and over again. I love tonight's show, by the way. I love the fact that we had so many different calls, so many people that I didn't know who who their name were, and we didn't have their name pre-programmed into the call-in system. Uh, those are my call. My, those are the reasons why I do this show. Not to say I don't appreciate the fact that other people call in more often. Um, some of them are better than others. How long have you been doing this show, bro? Uh, Twenty years. You know, just about. It's a long time. It's a, it's a long time. And, uh, you know, look, uh, the fact is the the weekday show was weak on calls. And does that mean there are fewer opportunities for the average person to call in? Yes, but they weren't doing it. So, you know, we've been going for years and not many people have used this platform that I created for people to get their opinions out to broadcast radio. So given the fact that it just didn't seem like there was that much interest in it anymore, uh, with the exception of a handful of people, two of whom are on hold right now besides Bad Slave, uh, you know, it's it just wasn't the vision for what I wanted to create for the show. So we moved it to something different where we have uh, some great hosts, Ernie Hancock on Mondays. We got the guys from uh, Liberty at Night, a.k.a. Good Morning Liberty on mm-hmm. Tuesdays. We got Mark Edge and... Uh, and his buddy Henry Rains on Friday nights, and, and, and they're the, great. Some of the callers have been like, literally, like, when is Mark coming back? When is yeah, Mark, sure. Mark, Mark? And so now you've got a whole day of Mark. Yeah, one of our callers this week said he he was a little concerned at first, but then he gave the new shows a listen, and he really liked them. Yeah. So, you know, there you go, Bad Slave. Thanks for the call tonight. Yeah, if we'd had if we'd had the callers, we could have kept that format. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if I was excited about doing that show seven nights a week, or as many as I would be doing, which is usually like five or six at yep. least. Uh, then I would have kept it going, but honestly, it's been burned for uh, for a few years now since before COVID. That's just the, that's the facts. I wish more people valued calling in to talk radio. We've got dozens of stations on during the week. We've got way more on weekends, which is why we have a better, I think, a more participatory show on a Saturday sure. night. So thank you to everyone who called in tonight who is not one of our regulars. I appreciate the regulars, but the fact is the regulars get in the way, honestly, of hearing from people we've never heard from before. And that's what's more interesting to me. Uh, if you didn't get in tonight, well, hang on for about 30 minutes or call back the same number in about uh, half an hour, 1030 Eastern Time. These guys are going to be back with Beard Talk Live, available over at watch.freetalklive.com. Otherwise, we'll see you tomorrow night. If you want to move to the free state and you're looking for some real estate, well, I know a guy who's really great. It's the Realtor Mark Warden. Now you can learn more about the awesome things happening here in New Hampshire in our march toward liberty in our lifetime. Our friends at Porcupine Real Estate are hosting a series of webinars to educate you on the expanded freedoms enjoyed by New Hampshire citizens. Reserve your seat today at move.freetalklive.com. Topics include gun freedom, medical freedom, and political freedom victories. They also have a couple on best practices for moving to the free state and finding housing. These webinars are super helpful and free to attend once you've registered at move.freetalklive.com. Visit their YouTube channel, Porcupine Real Estate, for videos from past presentations and sign up for upcoming webinars for free at move.freetalklive.com. Porcupineralestate.com